Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. Other podcasts are available through our website, brumradio.com. Hello, and welcome to the Geeky Brummy podcast. Hi, Guy. George. Hello. Mr. Ellis. Hello, Vincent Price. <laughs> Mr. Whitney. Hello, Matt. And we have a new special person joining the team. <laughs> <laughs> Not <laughs> like that. Not my introduction. Oh, I love that introduction. Welcome, Callum. Welcome. Sorry. Good morning. Already. <laughs> That's all right. You'll fit right in. If you come in on this show, then you are going to get like there is still there is still time to escape, Callum. The door is not locked yet. So, Callum, why have you decided to come and work with Geeky Brummy Team? Um, because you kind of asked me to, and then (laughs) (laughs) so I was like, "Oh, fine, I will do it." (laughs) We had no choice in the matter. It sounds like you need to have something better to do with your Saturdays. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Probably true, but Why? hey, I'm here, so... Why? We don't. <laughs> so, fill us in, introduce yourself. Um, so, I'm Callan. Sorry, my voice is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's not normally this bad. Um, so, yeah, I'm Callan, I'm a radio student, and I do sort of, like, mixing, DJing sort of things. So, they guys asked me to help out a little bit, so, fair enough. Mm-hmm. And what are your geeky specialist subjects? Oh, um, I'm, I'd say I'm sort of like just tipping into the geekiness, but um, really love superhero stuff. Cool. Superhero stuff and some Japanese stuff. Cool. Anime, nice. manga, that sort of thing. You can stay. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> You're fast the, the first gate. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is your favourite superhero? Oh. I want to say Spider-Man. Why? Just because I feel like his his character is very consistent, I think, in all, like, the forms he's been adapted, whereas a lot of the other ones sort of mess about with them, change bits. You know what I mean? It's like, take Batman, you you get, like, the dark (laughs) ones, and then you get, like, really campy, and it's just inconsistent. I think he's the most consistent all the way through. I'm talking Peter Parker. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to share with you? What have you been up to this week? Uh, what have I been up to this week? Um, I moved back into Birmingham because I've been away all summer. So um, moved back from, because I'm originally from down south, from East Sussex, if anyone knows it. Um, so moved back in this week, um, went to a concert last night and that's all about it. Who did you say? Uh, a guy called MGK. I don't know that person. He's an American rapper. Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, Machine yeah. Gun Kelly. Yeah. He's good. Yes. I'm glad that we have somebody else who <laughs> I'm knows surprised, I'm surprised <laughs> anyone to translate for us. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised somebody actually knew who that was for a second. I'm quite impressed. I feel like now we know that one of us is down with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> and who would that be? <laughs> <laughs> <Is it> Dave? <laughs> no, for the first time in his life. <laughs> Party bag Dave. That is, <laughs> <laughs> that is your brand name. <laughs> Party bag Dave. PBD. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. Uh, so now you've moved back into uni, you still in halls or you live in a house? Uh, sort of a cross of both. It's like a flat thing, but it's like it's like not quite halls, but not quite a flat mm. sort of thing. So it's like smaller in the middle. Is there are there people there that you don't know as well yet? Yeah. So is there a jerk? Have you singled out the jerk in the house? Who's <laughs> <laughs> the jerk in the studio? I can't imagine who that was. Well, it might be the guy wearing the Pulp Fiction t shirt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not the one in the flowery shirt. <laughs> no, he's a legend. <laughs> 
So yeah, so that one person where you just thought, oh, do you know what, me and you, this ain't gonna work. I don't think I have. I, I genuinely think everyone's lovely. Everyone's. <laughs> oh, this is the first week of you. This is definitely the first. Wait till someone finds someone using your milk, and you're going to be like, do you know what? That's it. It's war. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who leaves their washing up there yeah. for a week. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is about showing though? That stuff like that, like you just go from like naught to I will murder you because of something like that. Rather I think than it's like, just oh yeah, this person's pretty okay. Oh my god, you've used my bread. That's it. <laughs> death. Death to you. I think it's just the inconvenience just, of it when you yeah. like when it's something like that that you need, and then you just run out of it because someone used yours, and it's just like it just ruins your day. It just throws off your mood. I once like um, ate some of my flatmates' Weetos, and to this day, I'm like. Feeling pretty devilishly about it. <laughs> that's bad. No, we, Weetos as well. That's a, that's a quality cereal. I know. I know. I was like, that's I, not I was, that's I not was, your bargain basement Odin round here. Like five minutes for breakfast before I had to go to uni, and I had nothing. And I was like, I need I need to eat. And I was I knew they were out. So yeah, I was just like, I mean, I've confessed on air now. So um, sorry. <laughs> Will this person know who they are? Yes. Um, I think if you live with Philip Ellis, you're going to remember. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I wasn't a good uni housemate. We lived with a guy. I'm shocked. And <laughs> he was, a, let's put it, he was a gim. So having... Well, having For a living or...? <laughs> <laughs> having fun Just in the basement. <laughs> having fun was him, with him was great. Uh, there's one particular occasion, me and my uh, good friend Dave Price, who I know listens, is going to remember the story fondly. We, um, he was out at the library doing some work and he'd left his window slightly ajar. So for fun, we were leaning out of my bedroom window with the vacuum cleaner, using <laughs> it to suck his duvet off his bed and then pulling it into That's my bedroom. <laughs> he comes home, he sees that a vacuum cleaner's in his room and half hanging duvet out the window and then he looks in my room and there's Dave desperately trying to pull the vacuum cleaner back into my room and try to shove his duvet. What you're saying is you were the jerk. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then towards the end of the year, we kind of got fed up of him. So one night, we just started throwing his crockery out of the window and smashing it. <laughs> oh, I, I just remembered I got accused of bullying by one of my flatmates, and they reported me to the university and everything. Wow. Wait, and what did you do? Oh, I don't remember. I was being hilarious. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it was fine. Is this the same Weetos person? Um, oh, no, no, it was the person that replaced them that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> After you saw off Moito's They were just like, uh, I mean, I've got nothing against, like, born-again Christians, except I totally have. But it's a university <laughs> campus house, and, like, we're going to, like, have fun and make noise and mm. don't, yeah. like, complain about us. And uh, it was just, it was it was a whole thing. And she was like, oh, my God, they do this and they do that. I was like, I mean, it's not about you, Lorraine. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we had like a whole, okay. The woman that was bullying is like we kind of adapted a Tim Turner song to be about her. Like I can't stand Lorraine. <laughs> <laughs> Which I will. So you were a bully. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, you were the jerk. <laughs> so we were I was not the only one. I just happened to be the ringleader of the rest of the flight. Oh. But then we. Um, the it's truth fine, comes out. She went crying to the like student accommodation services, and she got relocated, and it was. Fine, and then like the one that came in was even worse because she. Did was you just, did you like give her a leaving present of a Tina Turner tape? <laughs> no, no. Literally, she's like, yeah, um, I, I think it was like over Easter or something. Like she just like we came back from holidays and she just didn't. Oh <laughs> I think for god. a while we thought she died. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, what's the worst thing you you ever did at uni right. then? So me the- and my flatmate played Bin Jenga. Have you ever played this game? 
I mean, no. I, I can kind of Is this what's infer. going on in Birmingham at the moment? Pretty yeah, much, pretty yeah. much with the council and the union they're it's playing like binging. It's like chicken, though, isn't it? So who can yeah. be the, like, stand it the longest All and like not, not be the ones to yeah. the bins So you have yeah. the household bin, and the bin reaches the zenith of its full now. Yeah. So instead of taking it downstairs, just carrier just bag, start filling the carrier bag. The carrier bag becomes quite full. Carrier bag number two appears. <laughs> carrier bag number three appears. I remember this. And you're both to the stage of we need to get rid of this rubbish, but I'm now too annoyed by you not taking it down. That so what you're like, you're sitting there in your in your kitchen, like surrounded by the stench of rotting like vegetable scraps. Oh no, we ate crap at university. This stuff does not go off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that in my flat, if I haven't emptied my kitchen bin in like two days, it starts to hum. But that's because you eat quinoa. I, I don't come <laughs> for my diet. We're talking about you. But it's it is a game that I think every student house, household does play at some we point. We definitely yeah. played that. I mean, we hours. played um, washing up Jenga as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we yeah. Went, so we ended, we had a thing in our flat where food was going missing, and it turned into this weird death match where like everybody was accusing everybody of being the food thief, but we were all being stolen from, which was the weird thing. And it eventually turned out that it was actually nobody in our flat, and in fact the fire escape into our flat was broken, so the flat next door could get into our flat, and they were coming in at night <laughs> and nicking food out of our kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> How did you find out? We worked it out ourselves. We worked out that the thing was broken, and then one of us was like, me and my flatmate Haley were pretty much night owls, and we were always awake at stupid o'clock in the morning. We heard people in the flat who weren't people that we lived with. We're See, just that's like, when you just the... put the hose for the bedroom window yeah. and turn I, it on. That reminds me of the time that I was walking drunk home from the pub at uni um, with a burger, and um, I went into someone's sitting room to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. And it was only after I'd eaten it that I realised this isn't my house. <laughs> Uh, and after you'd made friends with all the rest of us. I was just in this house on my own. I was technically like an intruder. <laughs> oh, Phil. I've, I've wow. got, so I've worked out my top four nastiest pranks I did at oh, uni. Only four? In no <laughs> particular order. You can make just it five. one per year. <laughs> Num- Round out. One. Num- number one, there was a guy in the flat. Um, he was the outsider. He wasn't in with the whole group. We didn't like him. He was chav. He didn't fit in with everybody. So one day uh, one day when we were drinking, I thought it was a good idea to smoke and flip cigarette ash into his bread. Into his bread to find so that, that's one of the ones I did um, one of them was the girls that we quite fancied across the way had this massive piece of bamboo so they said take like loads of pieces of bamboo together and I said to them look can you manoeuvre that because they lived in the flats across the way can you manoeuvre that into my flat which we did we had to hand pass it all over and then the guys into the flat next door we were friends with them so we had to manoeuvre the bamboo into their flat so we waited for the one guy who was the gimp to get home one night he went, came home he, he had his bedroom window slightly open and there was about four or five of us manoeuvring this piece of bamboo and prodded him while he was asleep with a piece of bamboo <laughs> and then the window oh just gosh. goes bang shut on this uh, and then the bamboo just kind of snapped a bit um that's impressive though like that level of it's commitment it's like the level of like yeah. effort and thought that goes into it that you could have got a first you know yeah. if you applied yourself to your studies the way that you did to being a vindictive horrible little yeah. shit to be fair did you like get a first in malevolence with honours did you so, <laughs> I think you must have done uh, one of them was the, the guy the same the gimpy guy he he quite fancied the girl I was seeing at uni so we just used to when we were in my room even if we were just watching a film we'd just jump on the bed and bang on the wall and just pretend like we were doing it just to uh, just to drive him insane so we'd just be like ah 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 so this is another fun story from like my final year um, my, I lived with my best friend Adele at the time not that Adele <laughs> <laughs> I bet um, you win so much though I mean oh I, yeah um, 
And basically, she stole someone's boyfriend that year. They don't listen to this, it's fine. Oh. And, um, Scandalo. Oh, I hope they don't. I hope they don't. Um, and basically, um, I spent like the, the second half of my final year in the room under his, basically trying not to listen to them doing it. And then I told that story at their wedding. Nice. Fair enough. <laughs> the nast, the nast. At least they're still together. Yeah. I think that makes the stealing it's, it's, acceptable. It's a yeah. story, yeah. The nastiest one I did then. The same guy. The gimpy guy. We, when we first moved into the flat, they, we decided it would be a great idea to go to the library, use our printing credit to print off his name, and each digit of his phone number on a separate piece of paper, hang it from underneath the window... And so the whole block of flats could see it. There was a gay bar across the street. You could see this from walking across the street. And he, for a week and a half, got phone calls asking him for a good time. And he couldn't work out why. And it's because his phone number was hanging from a banner underneath our window. And even to the point where we were like, we took got people to take bets on it to see how long it would go. Like, how long do you think this sign will last? And we even asked him to place a bet on something imaginary. So he placed a bet on this sign, but his phone number underneath the window that he didn't realise was his so he'd be standing looking out the window at all the, the, the surrounding not realising his number was hanging underneath him with people ready to call him for a good time oh so that's a solid B minus because you could have been much more creative with a photocopier what you do is you get a photocopy you set it to the lowest setting so it's just about visible then you print all the paper with the very thin see through so every single person in the university will get their phone number on the paper without realising <laughs> it it's impressive yeah, this sign was massive though. You could see it from the street. It was fantastic. So like everybody coming out the gay bar at like 2am in the morning was ringing in for a good time. Did you say for a good time call? <laughs> nice. Yeah, it wasn't, oh, it wasn't a good house later really. So. You know you could have just achieved the same thing by going into the toilet in the gay bar with <laughs> a marker pen. With a marker pen, yeah. <laughs> been a lot and it would have lasted much longer. Yeah, but I mean, let's face it, if you're coming out, even if it's just a regular bum as well, if you're coming out somewhere and you see that, at two, of course you're going to ring it. So just because you think it's funny, yeah, that's true. Yeah. We're like, ha, ha, let's do that. So did someone tell him in the end, or did he just find it? Uh, the the, house, the people who run the housing stuff actually walked around the back to investigate <gasps> so it, and then they saw it hanging down and they asked us to remove it so he didn't know that we did that but we were asked after about a week and a half to remove it because it was a bit cruel but kind of funny. Wow. Are you just like the utter bastard in your box? Yeah. I mean, it does sound like <laughs> it. If it isn't clear already, he yeah. absolutely was. I'm feeling better about my little campaign of madness now. Yeah. Me, me and my friend Dave, we were just on a rampage. Yeah, we were just... Hang on, Phil. What do you mean, was? <laughs> oh, we had once. Anyway, how was your week, Cullen? <laughs> it was good. I think I kind of run out of things that I did this week. Has, just... there, has there been any freshers related incidents in your block yet? Not really. It was kind of chill, really. It was kind of a chill freshers, actually, because I didn't turn up till like Wednesday, not realizing that freshers was this week, <laughs> not next week. Oops. Uh, <laughs> oh, freshers week. Yeah. Freshers week, where alcohol is cheap and many things happen. Yes. Yeah. I like, will forever <laughs> regret that on my student card, um, I had to go and get my photo taken for it like towards the end, back end of Freshers' Week. So I actually look like I'm dead. Do you look like the Night King? Yeah. I, <laughs> I look. It looks like someone propped up a dead body and like stuck like um, cocktail sticks in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I like my skin is just like grey. <laughs> I look jaundiced. It's terrible. So how was your week, Phil? Or well, your weeks as you've disappeared. Um, yeah, so I've I've not been in in about four now, have I? I, I it's it's been good, thank you. I um I officiated a wedding in Bulgaria. 
Mm. Um, <laughs> end of story. <laughs> uh, you were on a boat? I was on a boat. I, so basically, I went to Bulgaria for five days um, as one of my oldest and dearest friends was getting married. And she's from Bulgaria. And I've been to Bulgaria lots and I really like it. So we had a sort of impromptu summer holiday leading up to this wedding, which was in this beautiful amphitheatre on the side of a mountain overlooking the ocean. It looked like something out of Game of Thrones, except everybody made it out of the wedding alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure they did, Night King. <laughs> <laughs> Are they all your pawns now? <laughs> it's like, it's like, you had not, like, you know... You were wearing you, blue. You had best not take me off or I'm going to undo your nuptials. Your children will be illegitimate. Um, yeah, no, it was really fun. Part of the, the least fun bit was having to get up the next morning and fly home because they've been plying us with this homemade Bulgarian thing called rakia, which is basically like brandy mixed with petrol. <laughs> and, um, and that was like the wedding favour in, in these little, lovely little bottles on each place setting. I was like, well, I've only got a hand luggage home and that's more than 100 mil, so that's going to have to go, in it? Um, and then, so my parents were also at this wedding because they're very close family friends. And my mother was mind sweeping everybody's leftover rakia and just sh- like shaking it into a wine glass. In case you're wondering where this comes from. <laughs> it all makes sense now. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a beautiful day and I, I delivered a, a wonderful ceremony. And then I came back to, Bul- um, B- B- Bulgaria, came back to Birmingham <laughs> and I um, read a story at uh, a literary event in a pub. Was it a Mr. Men story? <laughs> <laughs> Why did no. you hear Mr. Men's story? <laughs> no. I quite like... Like a story that I wrote. <laughs> if, you, if we buy a Mr. Men book, will you read us a Mr. Men book next week? Yes. Nice. <laughs> cool. Story time with Phil Ellis. Which one should You're we pick? There's like loads of new ones now, aren't there? There's all different Mr. Men from when we were kids. I want like... Men are like Mrs. Men little, miss. Little, oh, miss. little Miss Little Miss It should be yeah. Little Miss Little Miss um, <laughs> Hashtag feminism I want I want to have Like a Mr. Little Miss Prosecco No I want to have Like a uh, The um, the Like the MX men Like M Like you know what, How's that pronounced Like when you're like Non-binary Yeah Like yeah. Mr. Polyamorous Trans Relationship <laughs> It's just one really long title <laughs> Mr. Polyamorous The, the gender neutral people Gender neutral Non-binary Queer Um yes. Mr. Men books, yeah. That's the entire book. Yeah, that's just the cover. That takes up the whole cover. Most most Mr. Men look the way they're drawn, though. They kind of look like variations on a pecker, though, don't they? Really, if you look at them, they all look like different shapes. What does yours look like? (laughs) (laughs) They're triangular. I was going to say, are they like triangular or circles? Aren't they just Ryan? Because they are for like. Mr. Scribble, that was the one, right? That was that was a Miss Men that existed. Yeah, that was Mr. Messi, Messi, yeah. Scribble. Mr. Messi looked like that. Is that the what scribble? it was called? Yes. Yeah. And he was just like Guy, pink or purple. It might be time for a visit to the doctor. <laughs> Get off some pictures of Mr. Men. I'm telling you, they're all phallic shapes. What, the triangle and the scribble? <laughs> and the square. And the square. Yeah. And the, yeah. round the circle. One. The circle one. <laughs> well, you know I mean, maybe tri- Mr. Could Bob, be a chode. Mr. Chode. Mr. <laughs> oh, God. You know what the triangle could represent, so, you know. That's it. A triangle. Ladies and gentlemen, remember, we are listening to Guy, so... That's true. We know how his mind works. He's do so much yeah. editing on this. <laughs> he just sees it everywhere. Anyway, you'll be glad to note there's a new Bulgarian restaurant opened just recently in Birmingham. Oh, wow. It's taken over the note bar around the back of Ooh. Cherries. Oh, Ooh, cool. Okay, yeah, I shall have to try that out, because, yeah, I do love... I, I love a love a Shopska salad, me. I can order, I can order food in Bulgaria. We'll, we'll go and I'll impress you all. They they have advertised it saying they have many varieties of Bulgarian sausage. <laughs> well, we can't. I mean, I, I could make a joke about how I had many varieties of Bulgarian sausage, but um, I bet you have. You lose the Bulgarian sausage in the sink. 
<laughs> oh, so that was another funny thing. So yeah, we had the hen party on a yacht, and there was lots of um, vulgar inflatables that got washed, uh, just bl- blown off the boat by the wind, and 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 were just sort of washing up at various resorts throughout the rest of the week. <laughs> like, mummy, what's this? <laughs> what? You lost your unicorn. I lost my unicorn. <laughs> Wait, so sure. guy has just googled no. a load of Mr. Men photos. Be careful of that phone, Callan. It's been down many toilets. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not seeing it. Oh, I, 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 I see I, it with a few of them. But, like, certainly not all. This is if you type in Mr. The Men. The baby or hog. Or look at oh, no, see that one. <laughs> that one with the long that nose. That is just let rip. I don't with even know poster. what that says. <laughs> guy, no. what does that say? The bottom left. I, I don't know, but like, look at that guy's nose. Yeah, I know, that guy's <laughs> nose... Um, apart from that, I'm not seeing it. I think it's the more clinch. just the hugging. He's taking the hugging yeah. out. Yeah. So, yeah, a special go- hug. If you go- a special yeah. hug. If you Google Mr. Men, there's a like Mr. Men guide to hugging, and it's... Um, well, whoa, 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 least- a Mr. Men guide to hugging. So but that does sound... That sounds like a gay sex <laughs> manual. All right, Phil, I'm going to read the name of these hugs. Oh, God. Oh. So, start us off. We have the body hug. <laughs> I mean, that's just when yeah. you, yeah, yeah, standard. The big squeezy. Is that just like a bear? Is that just like a bear I was hug? Just a bear hug. Yeah. yeah. And there's an ice cream dropped on the floor for that one. Well, it's because Mr. Greedy dropped it. This the bear hug. Again, very self-explanatory. Yeah. Yes. I just want to point out Mr. Tickles involved with that. <laughs> the clinch traduction. The what? The clinch traduction. With Mr. Nosey. Like I feel hug. like that's when no. someone starts to flip you around. Yes. The jubilation hug. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. I've heard it called that before. And to finish this off, the awkward hug where it's it's, that's it's like, an right, upside I, down. I was like, I've called. I, I, okay, your Uber's on the way. I'll call you. Bye. No, I'll say that's more something else. I mean, I'm not. Yep. I'm not With that positioning. Oh. I'm not being funny, but that one, that one there, that character, reciprocal he looks, pleasure. He looks like a blend. So, <laughs> Mr. Nosy does have a quite phallic nose. Yes. Shall we move on from that? Yeah. Hmm. And Philip Ellis also blanked me this week. Sorry, I just need to make a point of that. I was sorry. You blanked me this week. Oh my god! I didn't blank, blank you. <laughs> I was just I was looking for I was looking for the bar and I didn't see you <laughs> in my search. It's I the story right of Phil's life. I was looking for the bar. <laughs> can, okay, can we just for context, so I don't come off sounding quite so mean? Can I ask didn't an you? initial question before you? Did you, Ryan? Did you? Do that thing where you went, hi Phil, put your hand in the air, wave to him, and then it felt like. No, no. he literally oh. turned you also around. Because I didn't. Dave he he has been. My, my ego is clearly <laughs> rubbing off on you people because he turned around, and when I, I didn't. Im- when I didn't immediately acknowledge him, he was like, oh. Oh, 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 am I being blanked? And I was like, oh, no, no, I was just, I was looking for a drink. Because... No, you were wandering off as I was saying, hi Phil. <laughs> oh, yeah, I said, was, hi Phil, it? and you saw Bradley, and you were like, oh, yeah. Because it was the person whose event it was, and if I, you know, if anyone was going to be able to put me in the direction of a glass of champagne, it would be him. When you saw Ryan, did you think, oh, not that guy again? It was you. I was next to Blagger of the Year, David Massey. If that man knows yeah. how to get Prosecco, that's the person you that's stay true. with. I mean, how many times do I have to? But then we also know this? that Phil did once blank Dave Massey at an event. So oh, yes, yeah. true. I didn't yes. blank him. I acknowledged him and then went to my better seats. <laughs> <laughs> I had to walk past him to get like to my centre row. Right now. Phil, just admit it. Do you actually want to socialise with us outside of these four walls? <laughs> I socialise with Phil outside of the studio. Exactly. Is that, is that, do you have to really grab his attention? I'm like, no, Phil, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> no, no, usually it's the other way around. I arrive and Phil screams uh, at me across the bar. There's free Prosecco! He's <laughs> <laughs> back. <laughs> How did it feel, Ryan? Did you feel, like, upset? Like, <laughs> I felt mildly miffed. Mildly miffed. 
Yes. He did come over and apologise afterwards. Well, there we go. Can we? Can we? And then ignored Viv. I <laughs> did. <laughs> <laughs> Well, with, with Viv, it's because she's so tiny, I literally looked right over her. <laughs> I'm not sure that makes it better. <laughs> well, stop digging. And then went to fetch Prosecco for himself. <laughs> I only have two hands, and one hand was carrying my leather jacket. So, I mean, I don't you know what you... just brought the waiter you... to us. He did. He did. <laughs> did I not befriend the waiter, yes. slash basically seduce him into being like, oh, like, the bottle's empty, but come and top me up first. <laughs> Fill me in. <laughs> I had two canapes each as well. That steak thing was quite nice. Oh, it was good, wasn't it? it was Except good. when you started choking on the second one. Yeah. I'm sorry. My body's just not used to like solid food. I'm like a baby, but like a drunk baby. I just want to point out that you guys are talking up this blog event, but when Ryan told me about it yesterday, he said, oh, I was a member of UB40. That sounds like the worst thing anybody has ever been to. Benjamin Zephaniah was there. Yes. Yeah, but, um, and, and there was an amazing, amazing live band on after you guys all ghosted. And I just spent the rest of the night drinking I'd champagne and dancing. 18 hours with David Matt at this point. 18 hours. Um, I deserve well, an right, award the mic's just well, he, can, for he can hear you. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Dave knows how annoyed Hassie. I was by the end of this day. <laughs> I have a. I love Dave, but there is a certain toleration point when Dave like wanders off for the 16th time when you're trying to get something done. <laughs> Does he just like see a man in a costume? As I said earlier, him? he's like an ADHD teddy bear. He just wanders around. Everything's fluffy, but you can't like lasso him in. So is, he's is so it excited like, by it all, though. It's yeah. hilarious. So, is it, so he's somewhat like Phil Ellis with an open bottle of Prosecco. I was actually following the waiter around at one point. You know, like those 1940s cartoons where like the food gets presented and like the cartoon wibbles away in the air. That that was oh Phil God, yeah. when he heard the champagne. Like what was going. <laughs> yes. And then he saw the barman and his eyes popped out like an old cartoon. <laughs> I mean, I have to say Aruga, the uh, Aruga. <laughs> the the waiters were like particularly delectable. Selfridge's own, yeah. Yeah. Selfridge's own waiters. They yeah. make them. They're from <laughs> 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 like, genetically engineer them yeah, like, to be um, have, have especially especially pert bottoms. Mm. <laughs> so an upgrade from the Tesco everyday value ones then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can you even imagine? Those yeah. like those ones the that bring one. the food over and then sneeze. That's, <laughs> that, that would be the Tesco value waiter. <laughs> the little one would be self-assembly acquired in the middle aisle only for a short period of time. Yeah. yeah. Dressed yeah. in a blue and white outfit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Other George. supermarkets are available. Yes. Yes. George, what have you been up to? At work, mostly, which is really sad and depressing. Usually I've got fun stories, but my life has just dissolved into terrible work times. Yes. I've got Help. several projects going live all at once, so yeah, it's been the, fun. Yes. From Blogger's Meetup? Kind of Actually, no, I didn't, because I had yeah. to stay late Ugh. at work. I got one of those brilliant, it's five o'clock, by the way, this thing I haven't told you about is really urgent and needs to be done by the end of the day. And I'm like, that's good, I'm leaving work in half an hour. Thank you. Brilliant. Stop that. <laughs> out the door, out the door, five, go. You got, you got to go. You've got to go for your uh, tactical wee about 4.45... And then no one bothers you. And then you're going to put your cup in the kitchen about 10 to. And then you go back sick and sit at your desk. Maybe chat yeah. somebody out at 5. Fortunately, it doesn't quite work like that for us. Yes. No. Not at the moment. No. I know ex- exactly what you mean, George. yes. Five, five to mug clean and start shutting the PC down. So when you're back to your desk, you just pick up the coat and you've gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Slowly I have done that before. Like we, we finish at 5.30 and before now I have been out the door at 5.31. But at the moment, that that is not my life, sadly. I mean, it, it's nice that I'm getting to work on some cool products at the moment. But I would like it if maybe they were happening at different times and not can all you, at once. Can you tease any of these exciting projects? 
Uh, I can't say much. We're held to some fairly hefty embargo agreements, but I essentially I, I, I'm currently working on some stuff with Formula E, which is pretty cool. But there we go. Ooh, I know what that is. Yeah. It does sound like a rave drug from the 1990s. It does. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Anybody got any beers? I, I thought I thought that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's exactly it. Five tabs of Formula E, please. <laughs> cool. Dave, you been up too much? Except having um, your car driven into. Yeah, well, more about that later. Um, yeah, just, again, sim- similar to George, just work, work, and more work. It's been a fairly quiet week. You're yeah. off to EGX tomorrow, though, so... Yeah, that's yeah, what, yeah, yeah, I'm excited no, about that. It's yeah, good. well, I want, want to be repair the wing mirror of the car. <laughs> Let me start the mirror back <laughs> oh. on the car. I love yeah. that that is the priority for Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it's the driver's side, so it's fairly important. But I'm excited about your Saturday plans, though, because you're going to Latifs. So. We are going yes. to Latifs after two. So, Latifs to, is a magical land. Yes, we're going to Latifs. And Latif's. maybe Ikea, yeah. just to really Ooh. double up on the magical oh. lands of oh. fantastic and, Are you going to Birmingham Ikea, though? No, uh, Wednesbury. The, the proper yeah. Ikea. Yeah, like yeah not yeah. the yeah. phony Ikea. No, no, the proper oh. one. <laughs> and we're going to have meatballs for tea, and it's going to be amazing. I love yeah. Ikea. Oh, can I come? Sure, come with us. You what you need to, to do, you can, I tell you what, there's, there, right, there's a caveat. You can come with us if you dress up as a lion and leap out of wardrobes at people. I probably need to do that. <laughs> it doesn't make like Exactly, yeah. just lunge out of wardrobes and pretend you're Aslan. You just needed to bring the coat today. Oh, uh, yeah. Where's the coat? You promised the coat was coming back. It was going to be too hot, and she was right. It was she was too correct, hot, but so I'm sad anyway. It's coming, it's coming. It's almost autumn. It's, it's luring itself out of its den, ready, ready to. Callum return. has not seen the coat. Want to describe the, the experience. Yeah. Coat. Describe this coat to me. Let me picture it. Pat visualize butcher. it. It's a furry leopard print coat. It's beautiful. I think I have seen it. Just because I'm just usually on forty-year-old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> when I you exactly you, you, you crave. Oh, I you could pull off that. Coat I look incredible coat. in it, and one of these days I'm just going to run off you wearing look, it. You look incredible. Yeah, your Instagram followers told you to look a red boy. <laughs> no, that that was my uh, that was my best friend Chloe. <laughs> you look like a trollop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is oh. Trollope not the look you were going for anyway? You can tell Phil has I mean, how could you wear that and not look like a Trollope? That is exactly the aesthetic with which I had like I had in mind, yeah. Yeah. To be fair, because I've done the shows working straight after you guys, when after, when you're coming out of the studio, I have seen the coat, and it's, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Questionable. Oh! At best. Oh. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> he does team it with cowboy show. boots, though. Oh, yeah, I forgot That's about the cowboy even worse. boots. That is a lot of look. So you do have to be careful. You accessorise. I'm waiting like for that. the Stetson to come out this year. It's yeah. like one item a year has to get out of year one. Then he'll look like boots. Madonna in the music video. It's like year one was cowboy boots. Year two was the coat. So Can we get you some like pink else. leopard printy trousers? Then we could dress you up as Alabama from True Romance. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Oh my gosh! Yes. And that's an aesthetic, right there. Right, he, he's got he's got the hair, so yeah. <laughs> Ryan, how was your week? Oh, thank you, David. <laughs> <laughs> like he wasn't just gesturing us to ask. Right. I'm leaving you minutes. till last because you're going to be angry about something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> He's going to go on a whole twenty-minute rant to do it. I've had a thing. very busy week this week. So it was Egypt, and I went there with Mr. Bloomfield, who's unfortunately not feeling too well Ejects. today. He's exhausted. He did revert. He did revert to being a child when he saw the point blank machine. He did. Nice. Oh, and he kicked my ass. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> but yeah, so it was around EGX, having great bits of fun, lots of games, lots of queuing. Not too much queuing, actually. We avoided the big games, didn't we? Shouldn't be any queuing. 
Five, five minutes on games and that's it and then you're off. Yes, I kicked guys ass in Dragon Ball Z. I well think, done. Didn't well like done. Uh, yes. Can we talk about what happened at Dragon? <sighs> Go on then. It's this guy's story of the week. We were queuing for a certain game and um, we were approached... <laughs> And we, we firstly, we. I, I have no involvement in this story, Neither by the way. Do I. I'm pulling myself out of this okay. right oh, now. Oh, is this the story? This is the story. Oh. So I. I um, first, we were asked how long we were waiting. We'd only been waiting two minutes, and I was like, 15 minutes. And then the guy was like, okay, well, you can go next then. Uh, so it's like, yeah, it's great. So we've jumped the queue. And then he <laughs> comes to us and he goes, <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to kick that guy off over there. Points to a guy in a wheelchair. He's like, you know, you got to let him win a few. You know, you got to, you got to be nice to people like that. And we, me and Ryan, were just oh. like, whoa! Oh, <laughs> you like, need to be shocked. Pe- <laughs> people like that, quote unquote. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh. oh I, God. I shrank to the size of a small pea at this point. And just I, 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 to I, run I see away. why you didn't mention the game or like. And yeah. it felt like we couldn't go away then because Ooh. Guy had Q-jumped to get us the game. <laughs> so we were oh, stuck wow. in this torturous hole of wow. trying I mean, to find... if you've said something and Guy Halford thinks it's inappropriate, you need to have a word with yourself. You really yourself do. Yourself and your god. Yes. Oh. It was like, yeah. yeah. I mean, did he win a few? Do we know? Like, He, he, was, he, <laughs> he was, had a long enough turn, so I yes. so. <laughs> he was winning a few games, I think. But I think that was more people just like standing there waiting for him to like, have... Fun on the game. Yeah, he was really enjoying himself. The thing is, like, the, I mean, on that this is going to There wasn't that much particularly wrong. He was just in a wheelchair. You, you know, maybe just disabled. You know, the, it, mm. It's the way he said it made it seem like, you know, the guy like he was a Make a Wish kid or something. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. But this guy was like, maybe he's broken a leg. Do you know what I mean? It's like this guy's just sat in a wheelchair. Do you know? It's like, it's, I don't, think, I don't think he's going to be bothered if he wins or loses this. You know. It's, to oh. finish taking part and playing a game and that's what you're there for oh play games so. do, you want, do you know what though the guy who said that to us had a disability because he had bad PR <laughs> well, that's not a disability that's yeah, a personal much is. disabled my nose for a minute yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he was Whoa, leaning over wow. <laughs> no Phil's gone <laughs> Phil is actually just gone but <laughs> <laughs> like he was leaning over showing us the controls it's kind of like do you just want to back away I'm working out for myself I don't need to smell you uh, it was when we were both sat down and he leaned over the top of us and put his hands round us yeah, both yeah like, like guys do you want to uh, do you want to learn the controls <laughs> oh. oh see God. where he stood at the back yeah yeah <laughs> wow <sighs> So that was your week? Was anyway, yes, that was my week. And then we went to see Live and Loud at Selfridges and saw Jez Collins from this very station on stage with Benjamin Zephaniah and one of you before you, I can't remember the name of. And uh, a, Brian Travers. Yes, Brian Travers and a Radio 1 Extra DJ that we yeah, all we, missed. We were all like, she's from Radio, like BBC 1 Extra, but none of us can remember her name because yes. the press release was on my other phone. Does so. anybody listen to that station? <laughs> all three listeners sometimes <laughs> that's why you know who Callum went to go and see yeah <laughs> nothing wrong with a bit of one extra you only listen to one extra when radio one's playing a bad song you just flick mm. between the two it's one of those things where if I've forgotten my memory stick in the car and I've got a long journey ahead of me and it's late at night I might stick one extra on so, not if I'm in the car no not when you're in the car 
But that's they, what that's what like, like MP3 players are for. That you don't have to listen to stuff like what extra, and you can just choose what you want to you listen know, to. You know, listen to Brum Radio. Exactly. They're on the Brum Radio app. Yes. I have a question for George. Mm-hmm. Does Dave often go off on long drives on his own at night? Where is he going? Not these days. You remember that he used to live three hours away and drive yeah. home late on a Sunday to go back, yeah, back, the, back to the wall. Yeah, at, at the I mall. can just imagine you driving along your car listening to like some happy hardcore stuff in the middle of the motorway on your own. No, happy hardcore never comes on. What's wrong with happy hardcore? See, what now what is happy hardcore? It sounds <laughs> filthy. <laughs> Do you, re- do you not remember when we played the Alton Towers Happy Hard? I'm going to find the Alton Towers Hard. See how times have changed. Dave used to think he was cool listening to my lecture, and now he lives with me, and we listen to the Moana soundtrack in the car. It's an improvement on the Frozen soundtrack. I'll give you that. What soundtrack? Moana. The what? Moana. Oh, right there. I don't know what I mean. Yeah, it's a film. It is a film. Yes, it is indeed a film. Come on, Brian. Quicker. Isn't that the one with the rock in? Yeah. Yeah, that's all I know. Um. Oh. Phil, Phil Ellis is getting flashbacks at this current yeah. moment in time. Re- ready, Phil? We can play some through the speaker. Are you ready? Yeah. What is this? Ready? Just, Fly on the Wings. Just, oh, you'd be too young for this. Man, that was massive. The, the you ready? When did, when did Fly on the Wings come out? Well, 85 ish. It was huge for a while, like later than that. Forever. 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 Lights are off, low sticks are out. You're gonna get some whistles in a minute. Phil Ellis is shot. Phil Ellis is just in flashback mode. I don't tend to go to raves. All I'm gonna say. Would you, if this was playing? No. (laughs) It's a tune. That's a banger. I mean, it's no blondie. I'd have that one in the car. Do you know what? I could drop that in my next DJ set. Imagine that. Please do. Be Whitney, you better be raving to that next to <laughs> Can you play no. that the one, the, the DJ Gigby birthday? I think that's what, what you need to drop some classic. You're going to get some happy, happy hardcore. hardcore or or vinyl. <laughs> I think you should. Please. Should get Please. The frozen be one. Can you find the frozen one? What the frozen one is great. What speed would you have to play that vinyl on for it to sound like proper happy hardcore? Because well, be 78 hours. Yeah, it's uh, a way to record it, I think. I don't know. Just, just stick it on a washing machine, Mortmorder, and that might yeah. get it up to speed. I mean, it's like it, it, it was for chabs, wasn't it, back in the day? Oh, yeah, it really was. Yeah. Mm. It, it, this is music you'd find going up and down Broad Street quite frequently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. usually in the back of a box or over. Yeah. yeah, or a, or a yeah. Corsa or a. Something with no <laughs> real saxo. actual speakers, just one yeah. bass speaker going. You'll like this one, I think. What's this one? Wait for it. It's always good. Oh, it's like actual frozen. I'm no, getting like massive, like cascade vibes. Yeah, yeah. That's actually bad. It's a slow style. It is, yeah, yeah. Quite a lot of build up. It's better if you walk away. You can always tell when the bass drops. 
This is time. This is like, I mean, I have spent a lot of my life in gay bars, and this is like gay bar pure material. Right, can we do one last one? Oh yeah. Wait for the bass drop. This is so early 2000s, it hurts. so early 2000s. One last one. Yeah. Ha ha, nice. Oh Christ, I dread how this is going to sound. This is going to be awful. I'm uh, glad it, you cannot see the PC. It's happy hardcore, so... Hmm. I'm waiting for the YouTube advert to come up now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love, peace and kiss, apparently. Apparently so. Video was published by Datiger, 91. Yes. 91. This is uh, the first bit I've ever made and yet it kind of sucks about this song. Oh I my god, is this what I think it is? I don't know right. if you can download it because I got it from my friend, song, but right? enjoy. <laughs> it's no the best way. video description ever. Is this My Heart Will Go On? It might and be. And then stop because I take it so many out With anime girls flashing up on the screen. Yeah, of course. Badly pixelated anime. Callum just leaps over the desk to have a look. This is what he meant just like not to get a big girl. It's just pictures. Full on. Wow, that was. That's like, do you remember about maybe 10 years ago there was a trend of doing chipmunk remixes? Yeah. That's what this sounds like. I, I blame all of that on Cher after Do You Believe that she started oh. all that on. No, oh, no, no, oh, okay, I, I, I'm going to right there. No, Cher might have popularised, you know, the audible auto-tune during his friends, but no, the chipmunk thing is completely different, and it was actually from the chipmunk movies, because they were singers in the movies. So, she, she you know, you know what, with how about, check your history, Check your history. If she, if she had and then bring me those receipts because you will not be able to find them. Okay. Hang on, we no, The chipmunks are just happened. The chipmunks are Cher's fault. The chipmunks are Cher's fault. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is her legacy. Callum, run. <laughs> well. You didn't wait for the bass to drop. Oh, we heard enough of it, right? <laughs> we heard enough of it. We would like to apologise to our listeners. Yeah. Anyway, Guy. What have you been up to this week? Uh, I, I, got, I, I ended up in two awkward social situations yesterday. <laughs> only two? Only two. Well, there was the one... Who tried the, to speak was, to you this week? There was one with the, the wheelchair, which that's the joint social situation. Uh, I was queuing to buy a sandwich yesterday in Boots. Somebody was lingering by the self-service till. Uh, I was in a rush. I wanted them to move. Excuse me, are you using this till? No response. Excuse me, are you using this till? No response. Can I can I take a guess? Was it a deaf person? <laughs> Excuse me, are you using this till? They've got a hearing aid in. <laughs> <laughs> the ground swallowed me up. Oh god. And that was that was instant one. And then uh, I approached Ryan yesterday at EGX, and I was like, "Is it really bad if I ask a what is a heavily dis- disabled child to get off the Nintendo Switch because I want to go?" <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the answer is yes, it yes, is. I mean, the, like, there was a 15 minute playtime limit, but still, you just don't go there, do you? Yeah, but do you know what? It's like there are rules, and just because you've got disabilities, rules weren't made to be broken. Oh my I God. thought you were Equal actually treatment. going to slap somebody on the afterburner comp. Get, so frustrated. You remember how Guy once told us that he didn't get invited to many parties as a child? <laughs> <laughs> right, do you want to are explain what happened with the afterburner why? machine? What did happen with the afterburner machine? 
the kid that went to... Oh, I got mugged off, yeah. So, oh like, I'm in the queue for this little... <laughs> this is like a spaceship type thing. It's moving back and forth. It's great. you got a joystick in there. So, it's like... It's like you're in Top Gun, basically. Yeah, it's great. You so just I'm... have danger zone to yourself while you're playing Afterburner. So, but, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm queuing for it for ages. Some guy thinks it's a good idea. It's like some guy in front of him. It's kind of like, hang on a minute. Where's he come from? Why's he got priority? And why have I got to now wait ages? Why your son's having a laugh? Then, he goes on it. Gets off mid-game, so I don't even get to play it from the beginning. I had to pick up where his progress left off. <laughs> so what's his what's his game? I was human. So I think if you let somebody else in the queue in front of you, that automatically forfeits your playtime. Oh, definitely. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that should be a fair rule. If you let your child in front of you, if they've not queued, you forfeit your game time yes. completely, start to finish. Mm. Talking of self-service tools, though, on the way into the studio this morning, there was a lovely old deer in front of me in the self-service queue. Lovely. She was lovely when she was talking to the staff, but after the fifth minute of her trying to buy two packs of paracetamol, I was starting to get to the end of my tether a little bit. Two packs of paracetamol. It took four minutes to scan them in in the first place because she didn't realise where the barcode was. Oh so she was just oh. rubbing. She, first she rubbed the thing on the screen, not on the scanning <laughs> bit. <laughs> oh. Then she like finally worked out how to scan the first one. And you think, I've scanned one of them now. I know where the barcode is on these identical packets. No, no, start again from the beginning. <laughs> was there not more than one self-service turtle? Yeah, but the other one was being refurbished, as they always are. Did what happened? Did she not just go up to her and say, do you want a hand? No, because she had. She was talking to the staff member who was repairing the broken till. You think he would have swiped Avora? No. Oh. So we get the two items swiped. How would you like to pay? Oh, oh. I've got some shillings here. Yes. <laughs> Bag of coins. It was silver and copper, but it was a mixed bag. <laughs> And it was, was it one of those little plastic colours that's actually get from the bank? Yes. Change? Oh. And the hand went in, rummaged one coin at a time, oh, no. and it was dropped slowly into the slot. I was wondering what the. And what then was the, I was wondering what what, what this murder at the uh, the supermarket <laughs> was this morning. I know we're still not there yet. So you know most tills now ask if you want a receipt at the end of it, and the yes. option comes up, quite big letters on the screen. Do you want a receipt? Yes or no. No, she doesn't want. She wants the receipt, but she doesn't look at the screen. She then proceeds to talk to the Tesco chap next to her, who's going, "How do I get a receipt? How do I get a receipt? Was she going to bring them back if they don't work?" I don't know. And it's like, press the button. And I actually did say, "Press the button." I actually lost all Britishness at this point. I just went, "Press the button. Press the button. The left button. Press the left button. Left button. You'll get your receipt." And she went, oh, I'm so clueless when I, was using, when I use these machines. Don't use go, them. Go to the checkout with a human being on it then. Yes. Was if you act- are incapable of using a computer, do not use a self-service machine. Was, is, was there actually a woman, a, a person serving on the actual till yes. boat? Because like, there was every three time people go, in the queue, but she decided to go self-service. Every time I go in those shops, there's never an actual person. There's only self-service. There's usually one person behind the tills, but actually not serving. He's usually stocking the like bags. Mm. Somebody kind of just like strolling around, so that yeah. like if you know, there's like a one problem. finger up the nostril. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> so then when like when the like light starts blinking red, like oh, you need that you need to be ID'd for this product or or just like oh, there's it it's it says that it's in the bagging area, but it's not or whatever. Um, and it's like assistance needed, and you stand there like a donut for like ten minutes, waiting for somebody to sort of amble their way over you to you, like they're in twenty-eight days later, <laughs> <laughs> to then just go boop, and it's just like, 
actually, if you just had like a human being on behind the counter for old people like that, yeah. for curious people, and for people like me who are always buying alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely agree. I was in Poundland and I was buying a DVD, which is typically 18 at the other day. And I, Why are you buying a DVD from Poundland? It was a film from Fountain watching it. And, um, what film was it? Copland, Sylvester <laughs> Stallone film. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> it was a quid. I thought we'd give it a go. Um, was it worth the purchase price? Well, I didn't get that far. <laughs> I scanned it in the till. I'm waiting for someone to come and do the age check, even though I'm clearly above the age of 18. Clearly 60. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, um, I wait for ages, nobody came, so I just sucked it off mid-transaction, so I left the DVD on the till, left it mid-transaction, and left it for them to deal with the next person to uh, go there to pick up the pieces. I've, I've done that before as well, when it's just like, you know what, this is far more trouble than it's worth, I'm just going to vacate the premises this is when before I have a tantrum. I do think this is when you work out your hourly wage for people who have jobs on like film. <laughs> and then you realise <laughs> what amount of time it is that's costing you to stand there and wait for this item to be purchased. I do think to myself, it's only a pound. I should just left a pound on the side and just walked off with it. Well, no, because then, like, the, you know, yeah, alarms would go off yes. and it would be a whole thing. And then you'd the guy in the paper who was arrested for stealing a Sylvester Sloan copy of Copland. <laughs> you would be our weird news item for the week. <laughs> I've, I've walked out of plenty of shops where, like, you know, there's clearly, like, they've not scanned it properly and, like, my, you know, the things have started beeping the minute I walk out. I'm just like, oh, well, I, it wasn't my problem. I didn't do anything wrong. I, yeah. I, I have a receipt. I just keep on walking. Classifieds. So do you want to explain this feature, Guy? Trying to find some stuff for sale. Some cash, why well, ain't got any cash now? But so after you spent 143 quid on a J pop vinyl, that's right. Dave, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Have I we did. told Laura this yet? Uh, I told her that I had to sell a substantial stack of records to afford the record. She was like, I don't want to know, guy, so <laughs> we'll just leave it as that. Right, I'm already happy because I've spotted a, <laughs> <laughs> I found a good one already. Oh, right, so oh. classified is we look through the paper. Should, and we, guy we, has... should we give Phil the day the page as well? Yes. So we'll have a page. There's only two pages, unfortunately. We've got some good ones here, Yes. Um, Start us off, AKA Plastering. Which is a really odd choice name for a company. That is, isn't it? It's like like we do walls, AKA Plastering. Wait. Is there anything as good as the stack of Jethro videos that we found last time? I've got one. I've got one. First one on the page. For sale, erotic film starring Marlon Brando for five pounds plus Tango in Paris. (laughs) <laughs> right. With the infamous butter scene. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Although. Um. Oh, meatloaf picture disc vinyl single vinyl One single rock and roll dreams come through and wasted youth. Now that was the video with a very young Angelina Jolie. I remember. Oh yeah. I see your meatloaf picture disc. And I raise you, Lighthouse Family, CD albums, two pound each, and CD singles, two pounds each. We're gonna be lifted. <laughs> uh, my dad's still got them at home, I can give him for free. <laughs> I think I've got one of them. Perching stool. <laughs> White frame, brown soft seat, adjustable height that is made to ease the weight on the legs while standing at the sink or shower. New, may deliver, £20. That's uh, one of the many items that I used to sell when I worked for the healthcare company that I have yet to tell the story of. <laughs> Here you go, guy. Um, Gary Newman, Cars, picture disc vinyl, uh, single, Our Friend Electric. How much? Because I, I just bought that on CD, the vinyl single the other day for 85p. 29 quid. Jesus. I don't know if this is a mistype 
or what? But trolley. <laughs> Shopping trolley, tartan fabric, in excellent clean condition. No price. <laughs> um, I see your trolley, uh, and I raise you. Uh, friend of Raul Moat, Paul Gascoigne, hand signed, hand signed hardback book, glorious, my football world and me. <laughs> Titanic gold. Hundredth anniversary ship picture, gold layered bullion bar, twenty pounds. <laughs> Here you go, guy. Um, where is it? There. Con- country records, vinyl albums. Yeah, country records, vinyl albums, box set from one pound. Wow. There is one item under the equestrian section. Jockey cap. Champion Pro Size 56-57 on good with black hat cover it. Commode shower chair, four wheels with brakes, unused, large removable potty, waterproof seat and cover removable, arms, suit, wet room or walk-in shower, may deliver £45. I think I found the most expensive item to ever appear in a classified section. (laughs) Under kitchens, Arthur Price Cutlery. Sovereign silver-plated Bead design cutlery, eight play settings including fish eaters and carving trio. What's a fish eater? S- 79 pieces in acorn collector's cabinet as new condition, Solihull area. We've got a guesstimate on the price here. How many pieces again? £143. It's eight, piece, eight seatings worth of cutlery That's with fish knives. £89. Keep going. £99. Keep going. £110. Keep going. £150. Keep going. 200. You're way off the mark. Keep going. Up or down? Up. Oh. Massively. Jesus. 300 pounds. Just keep going. Just 500 no. pounds. No, keep going. 1,000. Keep going. What? What? Keep One going. million dollars. <laughs> no. This That's is a misprint. <laughs> 2,000 pounds. Lower. 1,500. Higher. 1,600. 1,600 pounds for a set of cutlery. That must surely be a misprint. That's a misprint. Surely. Surely. Um, Arthur Price must like his cutlery, that's all yeah. I can say. If anybody really wants this, £5. Uh, cheaper by the dozen, one and two DVD box set. Oh my god. <laughs> Why would you take out a classified ad to sell something like that? Just take it to the charity shop like a normal person. Mm. <laughs> there's so many here. There's, there's the Jason Bourne um, collection. There's the Godfather trilogy box set. There's, there's you know... People... Uh, I found another one for Guy. It's I have the Tiger picture disc. Definitely, yeah. Eye of, the the, Eye of the Tiger. Nice. Theme from Rocky Three. Lots of be- several copies of Beatles Gold. Fifty Walk- pounds for Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> Walking stick. That's ridiculous. Has it's four crazy. feet for stability. Height adjustable. adjustable height. Uh, I just want to know who's buying that one. East East Seventeen a picture disc. <laughs> Stay <laughs> another day. I would buy that. I will buy that. I would buy that. I would buy that. I would buy that. I would buy that. Phil, can you buy? Can you contact them and buy that that single? Yes. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop triple feature DVD film set, five pounds. Um, th- this one has a great title. Oh this could lead into so much. <laughs> the Cup of Destiny. <laughs> what? T- T- isn't that isn't that Phil Ellis's wine glass? <laughs> <laughs> Tea leaf reading comes with book, nine pounds. Uh, Mike yeah. Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> How much? Easy at hard times. 
<laughs> how, how much is he going for? Autographed mini boxing gloves, red, twenty pounds. Mini boxing gloves. That's quite Rolling awesome. stones for twenty pounds. <laughs> We're just stones that you can roll down the street, just like. Yeah. I've dropped my stones. Oh, I've started rolling again. Buy Elvis Presley for ten pounds. Something Bunny you Holly. need after a night out with Philip nice. Ellis. An SOS talisman necklace. <laughs> Chrome-plated, 18-inch chain, boxed, new, £15. Um, Noddy Holder, signed photograph, if anybody's interested. It's Christmas. I'm sure that was in last time we looked at this. If, if he hasn't signed that with the words, it's Christmas, <laughs> on there, then it's not worth buying. Brad Pitt, hand-signed, large photograph, American film legend, plus certificate of authenticity, £15. But you can also buy Brad Pitt DVD films for three pounds as well. Does it specify which films? Nope. Because if it's like you know, um, Thelma and Louise, maybe. If it's Seven Years in Tibet, no. <laughs> I've got to mention as well. Last thing, we have the most depressing book advert of all time under these classifieds. <laughs> 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 Not funny, guy. Depressing. A dying boy. And the mother who refused to let him go. What? Is that the title? Because it's not, it's not very zingy. No, well, the title's the, even better. Is the this Boy like... in Seven Billion. <laughs> you can read that on the next book reading film. Linda Robson likes it, though. She has said this is a book that will bring so much hope to the pe- every parent of a sick child. Miracles do happen. Uh. Why, why is Linda Robson's opinion valid? <laughs> what about was, was Pauline Quirk not available for comments? <laughs> <laughs> Leslie Joseph just didn't care for it. They put a she phone. horror. <laughs> they put a phone number in that you can purchase the book from, but UK only lines open from nine am till five pm. <laughs> wow. Wow. Speaking of classifieds, I found something related. I think I found Guy, Guy's Lonely Hearts column. It's just a, ra- a random bit of paper that was stuck up on the window at the studio. Michael Bolton. Can I touch you there? Seven inch single. This is this is a, an item that I paid for, which uh, I, I bought. Was it 143 pounds? It wasn't 143. <laughs> but I made Kirk guess how much I. But do you want to guess how much I paid for Michael Bolton? Can I touch you there? Seven inch single. I don't know. I know was, so was, I can't play this game. Was there a car case involved? <laughs> Ninety single, hard to get. About a tenner. Fifteen. Lower. Two uh, quid. Higher for you. Lower for you. Uh, Twelve pound fifty. Lower. Eleven pound. Higher. <laughs> Eleven pound. I don't care anymore. Eleven pound forty-eight pounds. <laughs> That's the most boring right. drawn out. Last classified. <laughs> this, the description on this one just has confused me straight away. So this is under jewelry, watches, clocks. Charmed by charm, bracelet, silver tone, yellow heart, silver frog, black slipper, silver baseball cap, silver and pink dress, pink dress charms. Lots more can be added. Stretches to fit any size wrist. Not lightweight. Comes in black velour pouch with charmed by devil motif. Never worn. Unwanted gift. Ten pounds. So what's for sale there? I don't understand. <laughs> just, just Isn't it just like a charm bracelet? I'm assuming this is a charm bracelet that someone is given as a gift of love and they've gone, nah. I was going to say, it, it kind of sounded like you were selling a chav. <laughs> 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 you know, pink, pink velour covered in hearts. Yeah. Yes. Baseball cap. Yeah. <laughs> Stretches to fit any size wrist. <laughs> and this is where we stop. Oh, so if you want to buy all this stuff, then you can get the Birmingham Mail and you can buy this crap. And don't forget, you can also get two camel back seat, seat sofas. Fantastic. Ryan, £45. Ryan, put the paper down. 
<laughs> the paper down. Hi, Jeff. Welcome back. Hello. I'm, I'm surprised you're not in full pre-con panic mode at the moment. Yeah, a bit swan-like, kind of look, looking graceful on the surface, but my legs and my arms <laughs> are flapping <laughs> like crazy. Yeah. So it is just over a week away. So it is the 1st of October. Yes, it's... Um, it's uh, oh, blimey, yeah, you've just reminded me I've gone into a real panic mode now. <laughs> um, yeah, Sunday the 1st of October, 10am. Yes. And where is it again, to remind it's us all? It's at the Sports Connection in Wrighton, which mm-hmm. is just outside of Coventry off the A45. Yeah, and you've had a fantastic list of guests coming in here. And do you want to go for a few of the ones that you have? Well, I'll give you a few highlights. Um, obviously, hugely, hugely excited about Dave Prowse. Um, the legend. Obviously, he's on his rundown now yep. uh, after announcing his retirement, so very privileged to have him. Mm-hmm. And um, Sarah Douglas, of course, who is uh, she, she's actually a local resident, can you believe it or not. She lives no, in Stratford. Not far away. Yeah. Pretty good, pretty good. Um, a couple of Power Rangers and um, obviously Dr. You know, McCoy and Aldred. Yes, um, Radagast the Brown. Indeed, indeed. And I think uh, he's pretty, pretty much in every franchise now. <laughs> I'm waiting for him to pop up in a Star Wars movie. We long. should campaign for that. Sylvester McCoy in a Star <laughs> yes. Wars movie. Yeah, I'd like to see that. And, and finally, we got a very late uh, guest announcement this week for uh, Joseph Gatt, obviously uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, the 100 Banshee mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. So very excited by that one. Great yeah, selection, guess there. And you've also got some amazing <coughs> cosplayers on there as well. I mean, one of them might <laughs> be in the room. Well, yes, well, standing next to me. <laughs> <laughs> So do you want to tell us about why you've got cosplay involved at a very early stage in the convention? Because it's usually something that people allow into the convention, yeah, but they don't usually seem to get as involved. Yeah, it's usually an afterthought. Yeah, no, th- th- for me, I, it's you know, you, I, I've read a number of stories, and, I, and I've been sharing some stories. Um, recently I shared, I've got, well, got in, uh, someone contacted me from BBC Five um, Digital Live and mm-hmm. uh, uh, asked me to share a story about Ivy Tenebrae. Which, yes. Um, yes. which I shared, and and it's it's that kind of thing. It re- the really tu- it's really touching stories, but but cosplay is an integral part of of uh, popular culture show these days, and and I and, and I really want to support cosplay mm-hmm. in in all of my shows, which is why um, you know I, I invite costume groups and various yeah. other um, individuals to the shows, and, and it adds to the to the charm and the and the and the, you know, it's Colourful and exciting, and mm-hmm. and people love it. I mean, George, as a cosplayer, it must be nice to get involved at an early stage of yeah, the convention definitely. and like be able to talk to them and explain what cosplay requirements are when yes, you're. Yes, it's quite unusual, them. I think, too, but in yeah. a really good way. So, usually, if you get invited to an event, often you're either a bit of an afterthought, or it's like we'd like you to do this very specific thing and stand outside for three hours in exchange for your entry, and you'd rather than you're not kind of. Acknowledged yeah. as an important part of things, so it was really lovely to be approached. Actually, at such an early stage, I think myself and Louise or Tiny Tiger, as she's known, it's been lovely for us to both be there right from the beginning to give advice and kind of this is yeah these his and input our own ideas as to kind of the stuff that we would like yeah. to see at cons as cosplayers. Mm-hmm. Which means that yeah, so we're going to have things like the repair desk, which is great for being manned by Lou and myself, so you can come say hello to us there. The cosplay competition is looking to be brilliant. I know we've already had some entries online, so I'm really excited about that. Although I always find judging cosplay contests really hard. I always want to give everyone the prize because I'm always so excited by what everyone has made. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be rubbish. I warn you in advance. I'm sorry. Are you winning everything <laughs> they're going, Everyone, they're great. Yes. <laughs> the, la- the last time we judged a, a contest, it was... 
It was really yeah. difficult. The standard was always so high, but it's Dave, amazing to get to see stuff. Dave looks like a man who'd be open to bribes. <laughs> Last time we judged a cosplay competition together, Dave had costume malfunction while we were yes, judging. A right. scene popped scene at the popped back. Out, Dave. <laughs> it was hilarious. Of all the things to happen while you're judging a cosplay competition, to have your co- competition break. have your own costume break. <laughs> yeah, um, fortunately I was sat down. Which is down, why we've so. got a repair desk. Yes. This is why, because there is always something that falls off partway through the day. And, and, and an important part of me for me as well is um, the panel so we've got confidence in cosplay panel which <laughs> is going to be awesome um, we were talking about it the other day and I was welling up th- and when we were throwing our ideas around thinking wow this is going to be really emotional so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be really looking forward to, to seeing yeah. what happens there I mean as you said you've got some fantastic panels on I mean at 10.15 Ian Richardson big friend of the show love Ian love yeah, his artwork great, yeah. Steve Tanner again good friend yeah, of the show eyes, yeah. <laughs> amazing work with Flintlock and he's got his new yeah. comic on Kickstarter right now if I Ragamuffin Ragamuffin is it mm. Ragamuffin's Redux so it's an old comic that they brought back I think if that's correct uh, the Chimerian panel which sounds interesting one yeah there. yeah yeah the, the, the Chimerian is um, you, you, Paul, Paul Goodenough is, is fronting that one but it's, uh, it also has artistic input from Richard Baisley who uh, worked for Disney as a lead animator Cool. And he was an Emmy-nominated uh, director as well. Uh, he, he, d- he did uh, Iron Giant. Mm-hmm. So. And you got a Doctor Who panel. I mean, you couldn't not have a Doctor Who panel when you got Sylvester McCoy and Sophie Aldred there. Absolutely. And, of course, throw in Patricia Quinn. Yes. And we get yeah. to Dragonfire Trio, which... Uh, that uh, Patricia Quinn is, is... She's amazing on panels, so we'll have to uh, try and put a leash on her to try and stop her from talking <laughs> and taking up the whole 45 minutes but yeah. I'm sure we'll do that and you also got a VIP dinner at the end of the night as well with the Power Rangers guys we have we have yeah um, yeah their agents this is a bit of a US thing which they do in the US and uh, when she mm-hmm. said to me we're going to do this I was like hmm <laughs> and you want to uh, charge how much okay yeah, that, okay, yeah. that's fine but but we've yeah we've got 8 people already coming to that nice. um, out of a maximum of 15 spaces that we've got at the yeah. moment so if that, you want one get one you've got to get it quickly, soon yeah. but that'll be an intimate dinner 2 hours experience with Alison and Stephen Schuyler followed yeah. by Stephen Schuyler's gig of course, yeah. yeah, which is free. Sounds so very, yeah. That should be good. Yeah. yeah, and I need to mention it as well. The charity auction, you've got a fantastic range of prizes available. Yes, yes. At the moment, we've got 15 lots um, ranging from everything to limited edition prints to um, autographs. Uh, Joanna Lumley, um, we've got a really nice autograph signed by um, uh, Louise Jameson, Tom Baker, and John Leeson. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a really cool one. I, I wouldn't mind bidding for that myself. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, the, and, and all the proceeds from that are going to go to Zoe's place, which is a local charity. Yeah, for, yeah, for, for children. I mean, one I've got definitely got my eye on is the Alien Voices poster signed by Leonard Nimoy and John Delancey. I mean, that's cool. that that's yeah, that's something yes. that that's any a, collector yeah. would want. Definitely. Yes, there's there's some very good lots, and hopefully we'll add a few more on the day as well. Mm-hmm. Big up my friend Rachel, who's doing the auction. She's a great auctioneer. So, <laughs> hi Rachel, too good. Yeah, talking about charities, there's one actually. I just drop it in randomly. Steve, um, Alan Arnold Schwarzenegger's in town this weekend. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. which we found out is, last is night. Is his head on a little really? robot? No, he was at the Birmingham Hilton Metropole having dinner with people. Which we just so, so, oh, yeah, it's part of his like e- an evening with Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. tour thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed he didn't contact me. Yeah, I mean, he would have. Yeah, you know yeah, we could probably still get him a table. <laughs> Arnie, if you're listening, Arnie, you're if you're listening reach out. Me and Lou will share our table with you if need be. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so this isn't the only event you're doing this year as well. 
you want to tell us about your super yes, special yeah, yes in um, Saturday the 9th of December at Fargo Village in Coventry um, I'm doing uh, an event called SW40 celebrate the 40th anniversary of uh, the release of Yes, one of the greatest franchises of all time. Indeed, and I'll one have, of yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. We'll, we'll have no. nineteen um, Star Wars VIPs spanning right. six of the movies coming to yes. that one, including again Dave Prowse, and this yeah. is looking likely to be Dave's very last public appearance. So it's going to be awesome. I've mm. I've had tickets sold from people from Canada. Um, from Norway, other uh, other parts wow. of mainland Europe, so people are f- going to be flying in from all over the place. Yeah, I mean, um, it's a fantastic achievement. Dave Proud's forty years in the game as well. Yeah. I mean, that is a long time to be touring, and he, it's taken him all around the world. But uh, come on, he's, as you said, he's in the he's pushing eighty. You know, yeah, he, he's, he's eighty-two, I believe, and uh, yeah, and you know, you know what, he deserves a rest, and and his wife deserves to have him at weekends <laughs> again, <laughs> some time. Yes, with him. definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you see the chappy who did the the Green Cross Crow? Green Cross Crow. Maybe become a lollipop man in his retirement. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, 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 the last time I met Dave, I, I was asking him what was his proudest uh, moment, and his proudest moment was getting an MBE for his role as Green Cross Coordinator, and mm-hmm. he, he will still say that's his biggest achievement. Yeah, yeah. And he probably has been sold the Green Cross Coordinator thousands yeah. of lives because he was the first yeah. major big campaign yeah. or something yeah, like that about road yeah. safety. Impressive. Yeah. 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 And, um, some fantastic guests as well and you've got some great um, dealers there as well yes we've got 83 uh, trader positions I think half of those are are traders what I would call you know buy and sell and the other half are illustrators comic artists Mm -hmm. small press people who make things yeah. from scratch which I, I've really tried to encourage this year you know I'm, I'm, I'm not into me pops or anything like that yeah, yeah. Mean, I, so, I, it, so I, it's not going to be 83 different stores selling the exact same <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. yeah yeah, yeah. I, I feel we've got a really good selection from um, you know customised candles to um, you know superhero uh, cupcakes as you're in an overall event you're having such a wide range of things coming here yeah. and I think yeah. that's one thing that people forget with comic and conventions like this yeah. is there is some diversity there it's not just yeah. hundreds and hundreds of long boxes yeah. or as you said hundreds and hundreds of Funko Pops that's it and, and trying to put an interactive session as well because I've had a bit of trouble with the interactive session for going from uh, the Jedi Fight Academy to Miltos's Dwarf yeah. Dance which we've obviously had to uh, push to one side it's so shame, yeah. we've uh, put together School of Wizardry so this is this is uh, our own little interactive session where you'll uh, for 10 quid you'll learn you'll have different uh, lessons so you'll, you'll go through the sorting hat transfiguration carry magical creatures defense against dark arts and at the end of it you'll get a free wand and a uh, nice certificate I'm go, calling go it on, now Dave. your Jod- Jod- Slytherin yeah. oh, yeah. I'm going to be at the front of the queue yeah, for this Jod- just like knocking children yeah. out of the way like me Jod- I'm going I need yeah. to know I'm going to said that George's eyes lit up <laughs> Yeah, it's, no, it's, no, it's, it's a good uh, job it's payday next week for you parents and children though. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like yeah. you're going to be broke for the rest of October. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, why, Pretty much. Change, why change the habit of a career? <laughs> so what inspired you to put your own conventional? Um, I, th- I think I, I kind of mentioned this last time. We, uh, I was at MCM Birmingham um, last November. Does it seem that? Goodness me, it seems a long time ago. <laughs> um, and as a trader, of course, so I, 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 yeah. I sell stuff as well. And, and I was just looking around and I thought, I can do this, <laughs> stupidly, uh, in, a, in a moment of madness. And, yeah. uh, and then I got the bug a week later, the website was up, tickets were on sale, and um, 
Uh-oh, and, and, and the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get into the station? Right. Yeah. Now we've got the event on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. But, yeah, but now, now, that you've, now that you announced everything, you just start thinking, what have I done? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but, but like you say, it's, um, we've learned so much in the first year. Uh, we've already booked um, our show for next year. It's going to mm-hmm. be bigger, badder and better. Um, we're looking at uh, Are you allowed to reveal the date? September the 15th. So get it penciled into the diary. Yeah, right, September then. the 15th, and we booked two large halls. Um, mm-hmm. We're looking at having gaming. We're going to introduce gaming. We're, g- we're going to have a special cosplay zone. Yeah. Like a big area. Um, and comic zone as well. So Cool. So Any guests that you can tease yet for next year? Hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> George Alsmere should be there. I can tell you, I, I am looking at a Power Ranger in particular who is of a shiny material. Ooh. And very strong. Um, say no more. And um, I've also been in contact with M. R. Carey, who yes, it's it's in his diary. Legendary to be author. confirmed. Yes. Yeah, author of uh, Girl with All the Gifts. Fellside and Fellside. Some amazing, great comic work as well. That yeah, done over the years. yeah. People tend to forget the, uh, the comic work he's done. Mm-hmm. So, if you're not booked your tickets yet, why haven't you? <laughs> But where can you find information online and how to book? Yeah, head to the website, www.coventrycomiccon.uk and head to, head to the tickets page. We're also putting on coaches from the railway station, which helps if you don't have yes. transport. But yes, buy your tickets there, photo shoots mm-hmm. um, and, the, and the like. Buy everything on the website. And you've got tickets still available then, yeah. They are indeed, and they'll be available on the door, although they'll be at on-the-door prices, which is more expensive than if you get pre-sales, which end 10 o'clock next Saturday, pre-sales. And you've also got a fantastic Facebook page where you can keep up to date on the latest information Yeah, Facebook, there. Twitter, Instagram, yeah. What's the um, Facebook and Twitter for people that want to look it up? Yeah, it's um, just, just search for um, Coventry Comic Con on Facebook or at cov underscore Comic Con on cool. Twitter. Mm-hmm. Cool, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. Mother! So, if your ears haven't been blown off from Guy just shouting that at you, there's a film at the cinemas now, Small M. Mother! Exclamation point. Yes. Mr. Darren Aronofsky's newest work. So you may know him from Requiem for a Dream, Black Swan. He's done some... Noah. 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 No, the the (laughs) all-white Noah. Yeah, he's done some... Auteur films is the way I'd probably describe it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, he does different movies. That's probably the best way to describe it. It's not your standard blockbuster when you go and see an Aronofsky movie. No, no. I, I, what I like about him in theory is that you go into his films and you don't really know what to expect because so much of the time the plot is kind of shrouded in mystery. Um, I remember with Black Swan, it was very, very similar. You knew that it was about a, high, a highly strong ballerina yeah. sort of you know, going through some kind of crisis, and but you didn't know how far that was going to go. And he drew people in with the actress he picked, which at the time was Natalie Portman, high of a fame, he's and, chosen, he's, and he's done it again. He's done with it again with Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Um, yeah. he's, also, he's also doing her as well. Well, and, and he's, well, what I found very, very interesting about this film is obviously it's about a, a sort of creator-artist-muse relationship. Yeah. He um, had a, an engagement with Rachel Weisz, who was um, his muse and star of The Fountain. Yeah. And now he's doing it again with Jennifer Lawrence. It's like, all I'm going to say, all I'm gonna say is, J-Law, yeah. having you know, seen how this film ends, don't, maybe, maybe don't go out with an artist. Maybe don't yeah. go out with 
like the guy who calls you with news because oh my god, like look what happens. Right. So Phil's undecided. Also, he's a bit punching, isn't he? Oh my god! I, I saw a photo of him and I was like, "Oh, you've cast Javier Bardem as yourself. You are like." Can we get back on the film now? Another relationship. This is important. <laughs> right. So you're very pro this film. Yes. I did not like it at all. And Phil's I was in turn bored, angry, and hysterically laughing. Yeah. Right. Just some of that. Okay. Sell this film. Sell this film then. There, there. Sell this food. Sell this food. Scatman Ryan returns. Sell this film to our audience. Um, it is slow to begin with. Confusing. You don't really know what's going. On. You know, there's a tension. You don't know where it's going. I was bored. And, I was so bored. well so far. I was bored and confused for about seventy percent of it. And then all of a sudden, your head explodes, yeah. and you are presented with a barrage of imagery, which is just confusing, nonsensical, brilliant. It's an experience I'm not going to forget from a while from a film. It doesn't so much like cross the barrier of bad taste as like literally try and shag its way through it. But I found that the bad taste funny. The thing is, I I wasn't offended. I by what the, there's the, so there was a there was a moment, a sort of a climactic moment in the film that um, I think will be very divisive and mm. polarizing for audiences. I went into the film having had some details spoiled, so I didn't know ex- the ex- exact details, but. I had a feeling that something like along those lines was going to happen. So I wasn't shocked by it in terms of, oh my God, I wasn't expecting it to happen. Because also, the way the film leads up to it, you know something like that is going to happen. We didn't know, though. So I, I, I sort of, I, I had like one eye sort of looking out for it already. So I wasn't shocked by it. It was just like, oh, well, and that's happened now. And if we didn't see we didn't know anything about it, apart from what we'd seen the trailers going in. So we were kind and, of And I, I think they were oh. right to deliberately keep the entire plot a complete mystery you know it looked like it could have been a home invasion thriller it could have been a haunted house thing it could have just been a domestic um, drama you just didn't know this is one of the biggest it's all pro- three of those things yeah this is one of the biggest problems as well because it feels like it's been mismarketed and missold to its audience oh it definitely has because they've given nothing nobody's of- going into that looking for an art like an art film no. they, they, they want a straightforward they want horror that they, that, that they know Jennifer how to Lawrence understand being scared in, and that's the whole Way they've sold the movie, and also because it's it's Jennifer Lawrence. We've we're, we we've seen her in films like you know American Hustle or Hunger Games mm. or X Men, where it's she's playing an archetype in a genre film where you yeah. you you know and that's how what to the audience to expect from her. I mean, her um, last film, big film before this was Passengers, yeah. sci-fi movie, her Chris Pratt, and that's what the audience. And this expects. is, um, I mean, I, I I I had a blast reading all the think pieces about it after I went to the cinema yesterday. You know, sort of some people saying it was a, a commentary on. We're not allowed to. Well, don't, okay. don't spoil it. Well, it's right. allowed to see. There's a lot of people saying that it's an allegory for this or it's a metaphor for and that. Yeah. That's what I was just about to yeah. say. It's an allegorical tale. But but it's almost but, too much. It's it's too it, Yeah. It's so, it's heavy handed. That's my biggest problem with it. And it, it is such a childishly heavy handed movie. And because it's allegorical, it loses any kind of nuance or subtlety yes. in character because people are playing these incredibly broadly the characters don't even have names that's how artistic it is yeah and it's signposted to you as well as as we said when we get into the final third of the movie it's throw every reference in under the sun shove it in your face don't give you a chance to pause and he thinks that makes it into an arty oh, film it's, by, I love it's, that it's the kind of film that stop it was just like it wears, it wears its influences on its sleeve you know it's Rosemary's Baby it's Rebecca it's Bluebeard it's Black Swan but 2 even blacker even swannier I'd, I'd watch Rosemary's Baby time after time again over this film though because it's 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 giving a very intelligent 
child a lot of money to just do what he wants, and that's where I feel it's going. Because he's, he's won an Oscar for Black Swan, it's like he's he just been told. His worth, but I feel like Black Swan is probably the one of his films that did the best, most sort of critically and commercially because. Um, he was restricted it, by it. It, it told. Uh, it, it, it was a very similar journey watching the film of watching. You know, the, and uh, what I did like about this film was the camera. You know, the entire thing unfolds from Jennifer Lawrence's perspective. Mm. It feels claustrophobic because you are following her journey. She is in this house. She um, is never. She never even leaves I the house. The camera no issue with is the, so yeah. close up on her, and, and it, yeah. that reminded me of the whole um, Natalie Portman journey yeah. of Black Swan, where you're you're stuck with this one girl kind of spiraling. I have no issue with the cinematography. It's the whole plot, and it's the clunkiness of the dialogue as well. The dialogue is terrible in this film. It is. And that's why, yeah, it feels it's, like they're not, real, they're not real. It's awful. It is awful dialogue, but and it's, it's kind of written like, as I said, like a child would say, "Oh, I'm going to write this fantastic movie." Which he is wrote that. the script in five days. Yeah, just and and, the, and you can tell it's been written yeah. in five but days. You can tell it's not been edited. You can tell it's not had second sight by somebody else. Aronofsky's been given money to go and make a film, what he wants to make. All right, Captain Negative, you've had your say. <laughs> Let's move on to the positive because this is. This is down the middle. You're going to say you hate it. I'm going to say I love it. There is What I love about this is there is no real in the middle. It's either yes or no, camp. Uh, it's not the worst it. film of all time, but this it, it, it felt like an indulgent person's movie. And that's th- what I would say about it. It's just pure indulgence on the dark. Would you say then that it meet, meets your list for one of the worst movies of the year? Or? Well, it's been saying one of the worst films of the century, and I think this is just a fluff piece. I think it's, just, it's not one of the worst it's, films it's of the century. It's not one of the worst films of the century. It's a bad film for this year. But it, it's my favourite film of the year so far. <laughs> But it is, as I said, it's saved by the cinematography. The cinematography on it is amazing, and I, I fully appreciate that. It's the whole heavy-handedness of the plot and the dialogue, and it treats you like you're being told a tale but rather than experiencing it. it's a remarkable it. piece of cinema that just keeps piling onto you to a point where your mind feels like it's going to break. There's confusion. It's, it's, it's expertly done, It's Ryan. incredibly frustrating as well. Um, and I think it's because partially he's sort of maybe deliberately cast Jennifer Lawrence who is known for playing these kind of you know sort of quite strong heroine roles um, where she is incredibly passive and meek for almost the entire film um, where she's sort of constantly like ignored and, and, and sort of you know things keep spiraling out of her control and she's just sort of like she's forced to go along with it and she has no agency in it whatsoever and um I think, you know, you could sort of see maybe, like, that's partially the point he's trying to make. Like, oh, like, look, this is how, like, men take advantage of women and women, you know, give so much and, and they're oh. constantly, like, taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. But then also it's like, well, you've, you've just watched that for two hours. I kind of feel like you've been taking advantage of it as well. It's sort of I... really icky and... Ugh. Jennifer Lawrence in, the, in Interviews Herself has said this is an allegorical tale for global warming. Oh, Ryan spoilers. I get any of that in this? It was only after I read that and I thought back, I was like, oh, you could make that link, yeah. Yeah, but it's like the weakest link out but of all also, the other links. It's just like, also, it's like, it, it, the, the whole, like, it, it's, it's incredibly, like, simplistic and it thinks it's more complicated than it is. Like, the, the two female characters only ever, when they interact, they only ever talk about men and babies and there's even a line where it says And hating you, each other. Ma- oh, you're only, you're only um, good as a wife if you're making babies. I and feel, it's like, wow. I feel like Phil's in the no category here and I've just been battered down by the pair of you here. I like it. Go and see it. You won't go and see a film as unique as this this year. It's an experience. You'll come out loving it or you'll come out hating it. You've got to form your opinion on it. You hate it. I love if it. You've You're a- in between. If Go you've appreciated it. Aronofsky's previous work, as you said, Phil, this is like Black Swan to 11. Or yeah. if you like Requiem for a Dream, or if you like a film where you will be a- 
basically visually assaulted by the last third of the film. But then. prepared to be bored and frustrated for the first hour and a half. Yeah. Film of the year for me, without a doubt. Come, come out review of the year, still film of the year. Star Trek Discovery. Starts this week. That's gone really, really quick as well. Considering it didn't get pushed back and back and back. Yeah. It's finally here. So... From what we've seen in the trailers, this looks like it's really action-heavy for a Star Trek series. It seems to be following the mould of J.J. Abrams rather than the spirit of the original series. Lens flare. Lens and and sort of mm, yeah. Um, I I I don't mind that though. Any 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 Star Trek series is better than no Star Trek series, unless we're talking about Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, sickly Mr. Keith Bloomfield, get better soon, has mentioned. Uh, the <laughs> yes. <laughs> What he wants to see from Star Trek Discovery is action, adventures, and spaceship. Lots and lots of spaceships. And he also loves yeah. the current character actors that they picked for him. So they have actually have got some big names in here. Michelle Yeoh, for a start off, yes. great to see her back on the screen. I mean, it's been a long while since she was in cinemas, I what think. What was she last in? Tomorrow Never Dies. Um, she was in the... But, was it was, Hero with... And they did, um, they did a Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon prequel series on Netflix, and I'm pretty which, sure she was in which, that. Yeah, she was, but don't watch it. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. realise that was a thing. <laughs> but, I mean, they have got, as I said, fantastic casting. Um, it does look like it's going to be solid. Uh, but I, the bit that I loved about Star Trek growing up, I mean, I'm a Next Generation era child. Yeah, same here. And it was more about the exploration that I enjoyed. I mean, this is set in the first Klingon war by the look of it is where they pitch this so it's going to be is it going to be just war heavy which DS9 turned into at the end of the thing at the end of its run or is it going to be more of the exploration style that we saw in Next Generation this is what my problem with the um, the J.J. Abrams Chris Pine movies was is that um, they just sort of went with oh Kirk's a maverick so he's going to have like a couple of movies where he's just like being a space maverick and it wasn't really Star Trek at all it was an action film that kind of forgot what Star Trek was actually about. Um, so I'm hoping, I really, really do hope that they're going to bring it back to, you know, yeah, like um, the exploration, discovery. I mean, it's called discovery. So, I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, hope, can't, the, the, branding, can't put, the branding is yeah. there. Um, but I mean, I'm just, I, part of, I know it's never going to happen now, but I loved the DS9 and Voyager era shows. I know that they're never going to go into that timeline again, yes. which is a shame because there was so much cool stuff done there. Um, but I, I'm going in with, a very open mind because yeah with the the casting is so so strong Sonequa yeah. Martin Green Keith just mentioned been... Jason Isaacs of course I've got Jason Obviously. Isaacs we've got um, we've got Ricky from My So Called Life mm-hmm. um, Sonequa Martin Green looks like she's going to be a really brilliant lead um, I think it was really funny there was like a, I think it was a Hollywood Reporter or something a headline saying oh she's the first I, th- they, I think they said either the first female lead or the first black lead and it's like well no because they had Avery Brooks and Kate Mulgrew so yeah. they're both both. She's the first female black lead. Yeah. She's the first one that sort of you know ticks both those boxes. Um, but I think she's going to be brilliant. Um, and it, it just yeah, it looks very very exciting. All right, and that's the thing as well. All Star Trek series are pretty much representations of what's happening at the time of creation. Yeah. Yeah. So as we said, Next Generation was all about exploration, and it was the, you had the Cold War references with the Romulans in there. Mm. Um, DS Nine took into the whole war on terror, and it's yeah. like how far would you go to protect democracy and peace? Voyager again was Stranger in Strange Lands, and it was how can you do yeah. that? And then we had Enterprise, which called back to where we were a little bit with DS9. It was again Zindi War, Cold War. Mm. How does the plucky young de- democratic start a 
exist in a galaxy full of empires. Yeah. So it's going to be really curious to see what plot lines it had. As I said, mentioned it's first thing on war, but I don't want that to be the entire focus of the yeah. series. And it's... that's that's what it feels like from the trailers. And I'm hoping the trailers are just like the first couple of episodes, and then we'll move on, and then we'll have. The old monster of the week, yeah. alien of the week, problem stories. I mean, the Star Trek episodes I really enjoyed were ones where you got to see the minor characters like Geordie. Yeah. Like a Geordie heavy episode when he's talking yeah. to the holographic engineer. Yes. Yeah, and the episode uh, where Picard gets sucked away by an alien probe for oh, uh, lives an entire <laughs> life. Great. In the inner light, which yeah, gave, inner light, which, which give. One of the, possibly one of the best songs to come out of Star Trek. Yes, and Sorry. he actually learned what? the flute for that, and yeah. that's a, something that's he fantastic. carries on for the rest of the show. Is that's a really yeah. nice little reference back. What sort of song comes out of Star Trek? Out of interest, go go and look up. It's called the Inner Light. There's not yes. there's an orchestral work up that is beautiful. <laughs> um, what's your feelings on this, George? We've been talking a lot about original Star Trek at work recently. Um, I don't know why all of a sudden Get that's kind of come back done. as well. That's, like, why, that's <laughs> why you're stopping over after work. That's not what it is because we're all talking about Star Trek. I think I can't. I want old school classic Star Trek with crap cardboard sets. I want ludicrous plots. Are you talking like 60s Star Trek? Like yeah, original original, original series. Yeah, it yes. just we were talking about the pilot episode, which has got none of the original cast apart from Leonard Nimoy. Everybody yeah. else is yeah. different. The Man Trap, and it is one of the most brilliant but also dreadful pieces of television I've ever <laughs> yeah, seen. It is on Netflix. So I highly recommend you go and watch it. But that's kind of what, I, yeah. I don't want too slick, really polished, lens flary, actiony. I want good stories and a good wobbly cardboard set and a bit of ridiculousness I don't get and some what overacting. With like sci-fi movies, because over the past few years we've had this trend in sci-fi movies that everything's got to be dark and everything's yeah. got to be like action and it's like. Like, that, yeah. like, we had that in the J.J. Yeah. Abrams where we had the first yeah. Star Trek movie was a great roaring fun adventure and it felt Star Trekky because it was just yeah. all about exploration and people thrown in situations and then we flipped to Into Darkness which became this whole war tale yeah. again and Beyond was very similar I yeah. I'll be yeah. honest I mean I, not too long ago I was watching um, the original Star Trek Generations film Yeah, and I, it just rem- completely reminded me about what was the uh, like? What I, I miss about the old films, and that you know that opening opening credit scene where it's just like two or three minutes of a champagne bottle spiraling through space, oh yeah, and like then just hitting hitting against the hull of the Enterprise B, and it's mm. it it's that sort of that reverence for the for the, yeah. for the ships that I, I kind of miss. You know, you have all the the stuff where they, you know in the early ones they go around the shipyards yeah. and you, you see all these, and that's one of the biggest shots ones. in the first yeah. movie when you get to see the Enterprise mm, yeah. restored it's just, to yeah, it. It's, it's one thing yeah. that you, yeah. you, you, I, I will freely admit I still get goosebumps when you see those sort of things and you hear the yeah. the, the slow and that theme and part of the joy of te- yeah, um, Star exactly. Trek is the it's, technology that you see on there. And yeah. It's like it is this utopian vision of this is where we can go if humanity all pulls together and we all go for a common goal. And there's a brilliant line in Next Generation which says uh, when somebody gets defrozen from the past and he goes so well, you don't earn money what do you do it for yeah and it, the line is to be to be a to better, better person yeah. yeah to better ourselves mm-hmm. as a species and as a person and that's one of my favorite lines yeah another thing that we're not sure about as well with this new series at the moment is it in the jj universe or is it in the original universe because yeah. where they pitched it is prior to enterprise but it could be post kelvin so we don't even know what universe we're in at this one are we prime or are we movie I would say if, if it's if it's pre-Enterprise, then surely it would be. No, because you had Kelvin twenty-one years before mm. that, before the Enterprise launched. This yeah. is slap bang in the middle. It's ten years before Enterprise. Right, I get you. But Kirk wasn't even born. Yeah. When that's... the Kelvin 
mm. incident happened at the very start of the J.J. Abrams movie, so we still yeah. don't know which timeline we're in, and they're keeping that quite vague. Yeah. But it's, it's going to be a very interesting series, yeah, I think. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be watching it on the premiere. Yeah, and it's available on Netflix in the UK. Yeah. And CBS. Thursday, I believe. It's on this week. I'm guessing because it's... Is it a Netflix original? Original. It's Netflix and CBS, so it's CBS is the so US streaming. it'll be one a week. Yeah. A one a week again. yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be a proper one a week. Not like Stranger That's Things where you get an episode yeah. drop. Weird news. Guy, do you want to start us off? Yeah, um, we all saw the uh, Tomb Raider poster this week, right? Yes. Yeah. Giraffe neck. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm actually worried and I want to send her to like, my chiropractor. <laughs> Yeah. Giraffic Park. <laughs> I mean, what what happened there? What happened is a very very lazy photoshopper got you know, involved in the poster. You know what though? I it took me a minute to notice how weird the neck posture is because at first I was just like, oh wow, like they've she, they've got her with her back to the viewer, but she isn't doing like a really weird pose where her ass is like. Like really sticking out and sexualized. Well, like the standard female movie Black poster Widow. poster. Yeah. Do you know, it's yeah. like in in in, in not they making. Made, they it. made her more like moody, he- dark hero rather than sex object. But then it's also like uh, they've never seen a human neck before. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like it's like in not making her sexualized on the poster. They've ended up making her look like a right Burke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they've, yeah. They've gone from you know the typical sexy female pose to Ripley's Believe It or Not. The amazing turning head lady. Yes. You made the poster. Like, do you know what? Do you know what? I love? I love a good neck. I love. I love yeah. I'm turned on by necks. Do you know what? I'm yeah. gonna. I'm gonna. Go but they crease yeah. that neck to hell as well. Yeah, That's say, the weird know, thing about yeah. it. You know what? You know what I want? A velociraptor neck. It's like There's it's been some amazing neck. fan edits actually of this poster. Yeah. I recommend that people go and have a look for these online. There are some my incredible favorite, ones, including the velociraptor head. On, my favorite on was um, Ornacia from Drag Race. Yes, that was <laughs> amazing. That's really, it looks like another yeah. head sticking out on top of her head because that's how long the neck yeah. is. It's truly bizarre. One thing that gropes me about this movie as well. So for the last two Tomb Raider games, they had the voice Camilla Luddington, who is a very well-renowned actress in the first place, being Grey's Anatomy, Californication. Why didn't they bother to like just let Camilla Luddington act and put Alicia Vikander in? Need somebody with a good neck, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, obviously her neck isn't long enough. Yes, <laughs> maybe it was too short. I was saying, I, I am looking forward to the film because I, I, the Tomb Raider game it's based on, I really enjoy that like, the, mm. the big franchise reboot. But yeah, like like I say, it's. I mean, Vikander's got the look. She, you know, she does look like the Lara Croft from that game. Mm. I don't know, Dave. There is something slightly wrong with her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, talk, I'm, talk, I'm talking about the set photos, not the. But I was going to say they use Camilla Luddington as the model for yeah. that game, so it's like it's kind of yeah, exactly, just like yeah. just it's use hard. the actress you've already been involved in the franchise. <laughs> yeah. and make they, sense. they usually have used actual actresses for the sort of the base models. They've done that quite a lot. There is usually an official Lara Croft who's generally an actress who's kind of going around doing the uh, the kind of. Guest appearances and whatever, so it is well, odd that they've cast somebody one, random. Yes. I think so. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty standard the way they've yeah. done things with, let, with Tomb Raider. Let's Short, not forget the uh, one of the early ones, Nell McAndrew. Yeah, this is all something you forgot on it. Yeah. <laughs> is that the PS One age? Because that did not look like Nell McAndrew. Yeah, that was back back, back in the day, PS One, where it was um, pixelated parts. <laughs> Yeah. George, as you're oh. going to EGX yes. as Lara Croft tomorrow, are you going to yeah. really be like pointing your neck up really high tomorrow? <laughs> I mean, clearly I should. Sadly, it's not this version that I cosplay. You it's should a bit do more it classic. in a neck brace. The best. The <laughs> 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 no, 
would be amazing. The best Lara Croft cosplay though I have ever ever seen. Somebody had made like the pixelated like triangle boobs yeah. out of cardboard and like square bum and stuff, and it was hilarious. Like just yeah, just fantastic because that's what she looked like in those first games, just made out of polygons. <laughs> I, th- I think it's fair to say that somebody's neck was probably on the line after this poster was released. Oh. I don't know. It's, it's, to me, it screams like the... Does anyone remember the Spider-Man Homecoming poster? Well, that was just oh, yeah. a picture of him on set. Uh, are you on about the hammock post, which was really, really good? No, or no, the no terrible, I'm on about the really the terrible. Oh, you mean Photoshop you mean next. Iron Man Five with <laughs> yeah. S- yeah. with Spider Man guest starring? Still haven't, I still haven't watched that. Yeah, it's it's all right. It's better than but Amazing Spider Man. The yeah. hammock poster is amazing because that is just a picture of um, what's his face, the young kid, Tom, Tom Holland. Holland, Tom Holland relaxing on set, and then they just like took that. Photoshop the Spider-Man suit over the top of it and put him into a hammock, and then that's the poster. <laughs> so, like, guys, we need to make a poster. Oh, this will do. Yes, yes. <laughs> but it does. It is actually a really good poster because it shows you this kind of cheeky Spider-Man that he's being. Yeah, like I say, it, it, I, I, I like that as a thing. Like, rather than being a, a still from the film or whatever, you know, it's actually got somebody, you know, to do something a little bit different, a bit unique. Yeah. I think as well you can always tell with Tom Holland that he clearly really enjoys being Spider-Man yeah, he's yeah. having the time of his life say, have, you seen, have you seen the, the videos of him like training to be Spider-Man yeah, when he's doing he's all the backflips and all of so the, the crazy stuff it's kind of nice that they use yeah. something of him just being Spidey around set yeah that's cool mm. right. having a lovely time time for some proper weird news three stories let's pick one spin that wheel <laughs> first one Hurricane victims call sex hotline after FEMA mistakenly tweets the wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, these get better. <laughs> I feel like you just told us the story in the headlines. Yeah. That was pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Yeah. I can see FEMA doing that. Man who said the world is ending on Saturday changed his mind. It isn't actually ending. <laughs> okay. Good to know. And... Australia sends out same-sex marriage survey with barcode boom sex. <laughs> <laughs> that one, that one. Well done, Australia. I love the source. This news story is New Zealand. Is there any chance to get one up in Australia? Shady name. <laughs> right, I have to wait for it to load now. Sorry. So why in the meantime should we talk about bum sex? <laughs> so this is from newshub.co.nz. Australia sends out same-sex marriage survey with barcode bum six. An oversight by the Australian Bureau of Statistics, ABS, has led to a same-sex marriage survey being printed out with a barcode bum six in, printed in the barcode. <laughs> On you every time you say it. More than 60 million surveys were sent out across all of Australia by the ABS, allowing people to have their say in the postal plebiscite on same-sex marriage. Each survey generates its own unique computer-generated barcode. Some of the letters of these barcodes are inadvertently spelt rude words, including bum six. <laughs> and we have a photograph of the barcode. If anybody would like to see the photograph. Yes, please. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite well hidden. It's like sandwiched in the middle. I say, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, yes, you know, you might get a, like, you know, a certain four-letter word every now and yeah. again. Mm. But yeah. to have a full-on... Bum six. Full-on bum six. Uh, you know, that's, that's not what you're expecting to get posts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially for the post. 
ABS de Deputy Statistician Jonathan Palmer apologised for the oversight. The ABS acknowledges that in issuing 16 million barcodes, it did not he check. Had to apologise for <laughs> It did not check and remove any words that may be found offensive. He oh. said in a statement, "The codes were generated using an algorithm generating more than two million quint two quintillion combinations of letters oh. into skill yeah. generate highly secure barcodes." I say, was I think it, it would be part of the algorithm though to automatically weed out words like that. Yeah. You can yes. get programs yeah. that will like recognise stuff like that in tweets. I'll you say. can get yeah. it. Guy, ha Guy Halford, did you write this algorithm? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shared across social media, the photo caused an outpouring of interest from voters across both sides of the same-sex marriage debate who found it amusing. The same-sex marriage postal survey closed on November the 7th. What do you think? Time for one more? Yeah, go on, man. Which one shall we have? Find another new Go one. for the second one. Do we want the sex hotline or do we want... I skipped this one because I knew it's something you would do. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready? To, this one's from the Liverpool Echo. So oh, oh. Uh -huh. classic. Bloody scousers. The North has spoken. Dave Whitney's views do not reflect those of Geeky Brummy or Brum Radio. Slinging across the Pennines. <laughs> <laughs> We haven't got started on the story yet, and Guy's already peeing himself laughing. Man Kling filmed car because he's sick of people parking outside of his house and then going on holiday. That's fair. Neil says he got his industrial size Kling film from Costco. It's by Charlotte Dean. A man wrapped in car in Kling film after becoming frustrated with people parking outside of his house and then going on holiday. Neil Junglas, 36 from Hunts Cross, decided to get his own back on the driver of a silver Skoda, which has now been outside of his house for two days. He said he was making dinner for his daughter on Tuesday evening when he saw the car pull up and a woman get out and then climb into a taxi. A man then got out of the car with two suitcases of luggage and also got into the taxi and drove off. I assume he's not driving the taxi. <laughs> I hope not. They've, they've not really described that very well, have they? <laughs> no. Yes. Neil said they were clearly leaving their car here and just getting a taxi to the airport. Obviously, they wanted some free parking. Next door, I have a couple of cars as well, so there isn't really any room for others to park on our road. Neil complained he had no longer can no longer park his own car outside of his house because of the scooter. Skoda. Skoda? <laughs> New mark. Can't manage to there. He said, I, th I thought it was cheeky leaving the car there. So cheeky. I thought <laughs> che oh, cheeky. You're leaving your car. You know, he ass. used a different word when the report was there. He went, yeah. cheeky. Yeah. Oh, what's a good describing <laughs> word for the expletive? He said, it. cheeky. Yes. I work at Costco, so I went and bought a big roll of cling film from there. <laughs> Neil added that the police even came to check the car, but they couldn't do anything about it because it's not illegally parked. Why did we need to know that he worked at Costco? <laughs> Neil said he then wrapped the entire car using an industrial size roll of cling film, which we've already established three times now. He told the Echo the car has attracted lots of attention and people have been stopping to take pictures. You don't say. And then there's a read more story. Good on you, fella. Echo readers react to the man who cling filmed Holidaymaker's car. <laughs> Can we hear That's some so of the reactions? Do we want though. some closure on this story? I want some of the reactions. What did the people come back and killing film his house <laughs> that's what I do yes his elaborate stunt racked up thousands of likes and hundreds from shares with some readers branding him as a legend 
Kirsty Louise Corsa said, This is disgusting. People think they own the street. If you want your own parking space, then maybe you should pay for some off-road parking. It's I mean, this just sounds like stuff my, my girlfriend's dad says every week when I'm at the house. Whenever someone literally just pulls them outside. Who's parking outside my house? People are enormously possessive about the road, road outside their house. Mm. My mother is actually a traffic warden, and she says most of her day is dealt with people coming up to her in the street and going, This car is parked outside my house. Kind of like, okay, is it a private space? Is it on your driveway? No. Is it a disabled space and they've not got a badge? No. Well, that's what you can do about it. What would you like me to do exactly? It's just parked on the road. It's a public street. The car is taxed. Mm. It can park where it's wanted. I hope they find a scratch and do him for criminal damage. Classic. He's a chav. Ken McGinty agreed, commenting, pays road tax, not illegally parked, so it can park where they want. You may own the house, but you don't own the public highway. In capitals. Hundreds of other readers have disagreed, hailing Neil as a hero for putting his back on selfish airport parkers. Could you read this with, uh, with a comedy voice, please? Kathy Riverford said, Some people are, are so rude. Anyone with an ounce of decency wouldn't park their car directly outside someone else's house, especially if they have a car themselves. Do you know, you used to get a job on points of view, Ryan, you know, when they do like the stupid voices <laughs> over someone. I didn't enjoy this TV show because I didn't understand it. <laughs> it's different if you're ju- just visiting for a short period of time, but leaving your car outside of a stranger's house whilst going away is very rude in my opinion. Natalie Harris said, good on you, fella. No, it, good on you, fella! Wouldn't it be great if they had a massive delay and can't wait to get their car to, f- to drive home? I hope it pees down on them so, on that day, too. Robert Barry said, not illegal, but totally disrespectful, though, out of time. Can afford a holiday so you can afford to pay for a car park. Phil has a oh. comment. If you have time to express an opinion on this... Um, you probably voted Brexit, didn't you? <laughs> so, g- given the price of parking at airports, I can't. I can kind of sympathise. We actually did this as well when we went away. We left our, yeah. our car parked outside my nan's place. Yep. But again, it's a public road because there's no parking there. Exactly. Den so, Gill joked, might park my 44-ton lorry there. If he cling films that, at least it will be kept clean from the elements while I'm sending it in the med. There's there's always someone with a practical point, isn't there? Mm. I mean, go on. (laughs) I I just, I just feel like every single person in the story needs to get a life. Mm. I mean, it's quite a constructive waste of time. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, if it parked across his driveway or something, fair enough. But it's a public road. Get over it. If it matters to you that much that you can park your car directly outside your house. Buy a house with a driveway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Suck it up. This, sum, this sums it all up. Comment from Daskouser101. How is this top story? Exactly. Precisely. It's not news. I must say, though, his avatar is a picture of a weed leaf with In God We Trust written over the top. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 and I do like McGrudger. He's got a picture of Father Jack from Father Ted. This <laughs> <laughs> is very perfect. Nice. I'm I mean, internet commenters just in general. Especially on local mm. news websites. Yeah. Yes, Who I'm with the guy. In fact, he should have got a forklift to remove the car. In law, it may be possible to park wherever you want, but there are qualifications such as safety blocking entrances. But for parking for we a week or two whilst going on holiday, it's just appalling neglect and disrespect and a bylaw is needed to put time limits on these transgressors. Stop commenting on local news stories while you're on the toilet and get a job. I think he spelled bylaw wrong as well because he's put the word by as in goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) I think I need to go away and revisit humanity at some point soon. That's enough weird news for this. No one comments too much. I'm sure she'll love it. Why, it's rubbish.
So this is our occasional glimpse into the world and something we hate. And then we try and pick which is the most hateful thing that we all agree on. Yeah, because we're just hateful people. I'm going to start off this week. So I was at EGX this week. And as we know, getting train journeys means that you need some assistance for that train journey. <laughs> I think we're going to have the same thing this week, yes. Brian. So, Mr. Massey and I, from our, Dave stepped over at our house on our inflatable airbed, and when we were going to get breakfast on the way to the train station, as normal people do, because you're in a rush and you want to get your train and you need to get somewhere, so we popped into the local subway just outside the train station to grab a quick bite, and they're doing an offer at the moment, which is a breakfast sub for a pound, which is a reasonable offer, I think. It's a good price. Good price, mm. cheap breakfast. Yeah. 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 We had yeah. ten minutes before the train was due, so tickets bought, just enough time, get scheduled, get in. Chap in front of us I decided to order 20 of these for his office. Oh, what a jackass. Not phoned, not oh. pre-ordered. No, can I have 20 of these, please? Why and then do pulled out a 20 they can just turn up at these places and they'll just be like, yeah, sure, we have 20 just to give you. It's, uh. So me and Dave just turned around at the shop, looks of utter anger, and then by that time we hadn't had enough time to go anywhere else to pick up some food. I would have given him some verbal abuse. He would have deserved This it. happened to me this very morning... On the way, I, I would have been on time to the studio today, except <laughs> no, you, would you, know you wouldn't. <laughs> I gave myself a ten-minute window you would have to, sat st- down to in run McDonald's. into McDonald's, pick up my breakfast, and get here. And the people in front of me ordered fifteen McMuffin meals. Fifteen. <laughs> that is a wicked hangover, isn't it? I mean, mm. either you're going to like feed the homeless, or oh my god, you need to look at your lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and it was. Just, I was just. And the minute they said it, I was. Just, I was stood behind them. I just exhaled, sort of desperately, like. Oh, I'm going to be late. Did uh, did the staff get into a fluster as well? Like, oh my god, somebody wants more than one. I, I don't mean, know how to cope. I can't even count to fifteen. Pretty much. <laughs> I thought but then also, also then they were like, um, so they, they they sort of went off to wait. You know, they were like, right, it'll be a couple of minutes. You know, go over there and wait, and we'll call you. And then they were calling them, and they were like, right, fifteen McMuffin meals, fifteen. And they were just like stood there, like staring in space, like that order's not going to be for anyone else, is it? Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> 15, 15 God-loving McMuffin meals and 15 hash browns. And they were just like, oh, oh, that's so silly. And then sort of sauntered over as slowly as possible. And I was just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trip you up. <laughs> if you do not get me my coffee immediately. Did they order I 15 they coffees? Got... They ordered, um, no, 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 it was um, orange juices, luckily. Yeah, I thought they'd got rid of all the stuff serving at McDonald's now. And then you just had like the tablet of doom. Not this one. You can do table service now in some McDonald's. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. you order on the little machine things, the robot, and you tell it which zone you're sat in, and you just go sit down. And at some point, a little gremlin arrives with a tray (laughs) and brings you your your Big Mac. I I think it's justified. (laughs) Are these people who have been fired from being the pickers at Argos? The mole people that live behind the tills at Argos. I was on the bus over there, and a couple of kids were talking about their shifts at McDonald's. Like, oh, I hate doing breakfasts and stuff like that. I'd prefer doing the afternoon shift. It's kind of like, oh, just go and make something of your lives. Breakfast is the best. When I worked in pubs, that was always the best shift because you could nick the hash browns. It's amazing. Didn't you have loads of drinks, though, trying to get alcohol off you? Yes, that is a common argument. I will not name the pub chain I used to work for. Rathbuns. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a big chain, which is also a free chain. Um, But yes, frequently, uh, by law, you cannot sell alcohol. At least between that particular venue until nine o'clock. But we used to get when you open for breakfast at seven, you would get the people who would turn up and be horrified to discover they could not order, order a pint of lager with their 
large breakfast. I hate it. What do you it. mean I cannot have a pint of lager at 7 o'clock in the morning? How dare you? Maybe they've just come off a night shift and they just need that come down. Yeah, exactly. I hate the fact that when I, I walk past a Weatherspoons on my way to work in the morning, I start at 8 a.m. And I see people sat in there already, ready to drink. Just Getting the, the newspaper the out for the day. same people every day oh. as well. It's kind we of like, used to genuinely get the people who would shake until you'd given them their first oh. drink. You, you, they'd be at the bar at five to nine, ready and waiting for the second the clock hit nine, and like the hands going it's, until you give them. If you're, yeah. if you're, if you're you that, that stop off at the offie on the way. You think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's be more prepared and do drinking at home, people. Come on. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. tragic. it's so tragic. It's like they've had a night of babe station and then straight to the pub in the morning. It's. Like, you know. yeah, so it's like, it's like, also the time we used to get trouble in the pub, particularly on Sunday Sunday mornings, ridiculously, because it's people who've been out all night and come in still rough as anything steaming, from yeah, the night yeah. before. Yeah, you'd think that there would yes. be Saturday nights that would kick off, but no, it's about half past ten on a Sunday morning. I think you touch a sore subject there, breakfast, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, it's inconsiderate orders. You, you, you phone in advance if you're doing a big order. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the rules. And yeah. it should be a pick up and pay, and that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. uh, get to the till and then go, oh, I'm ordering for the whole office <laughs> yeah no I, I agree that's me done and Phil as well I think. can I just add an addendum to that as well um, there should be like fast and slow like lines in bars so when you go to a bar and you've got people ordering like you know 16 cocktails oh, God, martinis yeah. and shouting this, back to and their and table what uh, did you want again Karen yeah. I've forgotten and it's like I would just like a glass of wine please because yeah. I don't wish to stand in line for 20 minutes and watch you concoct it with dry ice I just literally want a glass of wine I, I know I've I've tried tried now, it. it takes you 20 seconds from receiving the order to giving me my wine I've seen your dream invention in a pub nearby self-serve bar taps now yes wow. yes do you know what else you need in pubs and bars you need um does anyone remember the old like meat and fish counters and stuff and they give you pull a, a ticket. ticket number yeah. Yeah. The pull yeah. tickets. Yeah, like oh my god the amount of people that now i was out last 24. night i was out last night and the amount of people that would just push in front of people and it's just and this outdated concept of thinking that sorry get out of the way Whitney you think that if you're a girl that you're going to get served first I'm sorry we're living in a post-feminist society now so I want my wine because I was here first it's so ridiculous though because it's not he like, will get his boobs out for you <laughs> <laughs> but like it's not it's not even just guys serving it's girls serving that do it as well they're just there's a girl at the bar and not trying to be sexy. Yeah. They'll go to them first and they'll just serve them I'm not above doing this. I, I don't yeah. often if we're out will send me to the bar because he knows that I will get drinks a lot yeah. quicker. So can't, even if he's can't even his lie. rounds, I will go... <laughs> I mean, my peacups <laughs> just don't cut it for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> Right, yeah. So, for me, for why it's rubbish, NX Bus West Midlands. <laughs> I'm, I'm turning He's into been waiting all day for this. Alright, we're going to have to limit you to three minutes on this day because otherwise yeah. we'll be here so, until. Yeah. You're yeah. an angry bear, aren't you, Dave? <laughs> I'm steaming, mate. <laughs> Basically, me and George yesterday out at work, as you know, most people are. Um, came back. Phil wouldn't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, it's like coffee shop time for you. <laughs> yeah. came, came, came back as about. Six o'clock or something like that. Got got Not off the bus. Matters. We got yeah. off the bus. Um, to, to, to find right. yeah to find that my uh, driver's side wing mirror has been smashed off. Um, so you know while we're there, try you know luckily the mirror itself is fine. The housing's fine. It's the plastic insert that holds everything together. That's what shattered. So you know we're there trying to piece it all back together so I can actually use the car this weekend because EGX and what have you. Um, neighbour comes along, says, "Oh yeah, that um, that happened this morning. It was uh, one of the, uh, the one twenty at half, about half past nine. Just came back, came came by and clipped it, and yeah, 
no note left, no, you know, not, nothing contacted from NX bus, nothing. Just hit it and toddled off. <laughs> and I am mildly peed off. Do you, do you think it was a bus driver who has a personal vendetta against you? I mean, just, just, I'm going to get him today. I'm going to get him. Bang. Maybe it's something that they've confused like Dave and George with Keith about. Because we know <laughs> Keith is this where that Bluefield lives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've seen him is. nearby. Quick. Yeah. Yeah. We, only, we do only live like just down the road from Keith, so very possible that is yeah, what's that, happened. They've been parked too close to Keith's house and they've gone, that's got to be it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a horror film. They're all going to take us out one by one until they get to Keith. Yeah. <laughs> Phil will be running down the street next week and bust chasing after it. <laughs> I found yeah. that Ellis. He'll have to the whole trip over and limp as well. <laughs> I mean, no, a bus no. did try to kill Phil. Remember, he got the one time he got a bus this year, oh, and the yes. man coughed on him. It's a conspiracy, people. It's happening. They're coming for us. We've made some powerful enemies in this town, <laughs> and they control the buses, which is an, which is kind of a weird statement because it seems like nobody does. Dave, do you know what's worse as well? Is when it happened, the bus driver probably smacked into it, said something about you quite offensive, and then drove off. <laughs> so you would have come out with an offensive name from this. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have, wouldn't have put it past, past him. Was it at least tucked in? What my, uh, my mine? Yeah, yeah. Like, so if I parked like half on the pavement, half on the road, so the wing mirror is quite, yeah. quite, quite a narrow bit. I mean, what about the wing mirror? Was that tucked? Uh, was that folded? No, that, no, that it might. I don't tuck, tuck, tuck them in, but. Yeah, I've, I've never had this issue anywhere else I've parked. That's because you lived in the north, where it's spacious. It's this like is what we've learned. Everybody travels by horse and car. I'm bathtub. I say, Ryan, you have never been to the north, have you? <laughs> this is what we've learned from this story: to tuck your wind mirrors in Don't when you're parked on the, the side stop. of the road. And right, F U B eight. Travels within. There's a money maker here, though, Dave. Is that wind mirrors you can take off? Dragon's Den. Yeah. I'll be on next week. But how, how many idiots would then forget to put their wind mirrors back on? How many idiots would steal everybody else's wind mirrors when they realise they've left point. theirs at home? You'd have to yeah. pay or something to get them off, wouldn't you? Yeah, this happened to one of my flatmates at uni. Somebody kicked his wing mirror off. Like yeah. we, we lived just up the road from the pub and getting into like, street parking, and it was on the pavement side, so it clearly hadn't been hit. But yeah, we just like somebody would obviously walked home drunk and just... Decided kicking his wing mirror off. If I did that, maybe I'd this split my trousers. <laughs> say maybe this is the new like VW badge dealing that like we had in the eighties. <laughs> it's wing mirror theft nowadays. Maybe. George. I mean that was pretty rubbish, but yeah. Um, I'm going to go with instant coffee. Instant coffee is rubbish. I have talked about the fact that the coffee machine at work is broken before several times now. It's now been broken for months, and they seem to be showing no sign of replacing it. So I've had to resort to taking my own like nice coffee in because I can't keep you know like cheap office instant coffee. That oh, is, we had it the other week. Mellow it's birds. Basically mud. Like why? What is the point? Is it like, like I had tar in my mouth? It's ridiculous. <laughs> but the funniest thing was with this week we've had one of the, the account managers from London, our London office visiting who was who sat over with me and he went off with his coffee cup. Off he went to the, the kitchen came back about a minute later looking like he'd seen some horror like the f- I can't explain the expression I mean as a fellow caffeine addict I can I can relate but he looked like he'd been through something awful and he came up to me and he's like is the coffee machine broken he's like yeah it's been out for months you'll have to drink the instant and he looked at me as though I'd proposed to like peel off his own eyelids <laughs> I have to what and again I can kind of like I feel you I know <laughs> I know it's just bad there is two types of office coffee Type one is the weakest coffee known to man. 
that, that just comes under the trade description act of still being called coffee. It's, it's like the jars of dust. mellow birds. Yeah. That, oh. that just taste of grits and it's, yeah. it's like dishwater. Yes. You just get no coffeeness out of it. I yep. got on the flip side. You get the heavily industrial coffee, which is just made from tar, as you said. Yeah. It's I'm like it, yeah. you need to get both of them, combine them into some coffee no, hybrid. No, give me the engine oil. I'd rather that. Yeah, than, yeah engine oil yeah. than. I think uh, what we've correct. got is dust coloured in brown. I think is what we've been, <laughs> we've been, it's just it's not good. I played a fun prank on my colleague this week, coffee guard oh, colleague. Uh, he went. He has a. a he takes the line making a cup of tea in this nice little teacup every day, and I just like ruining it for him. So throwing something in it or just destroying it. <laughs> Why somehow. are we not surprised? <laughs> so, by so this week, I, I well yesterday, I decided it was fun to put a giant rubber band in his tea. I left it in there for a while, then I took it out, and then took great delight when he drank his tea, and then he was like, "That was a bit weird taste." And I was like, "Yes, because he's had a rubber band in it for about ten minutes." <laughs> <laughs> I think anyone who works in your proximity should know now not to leave any beverages unattended. <laughs> Anybody who works with Guy just should know not to leave Guy unattended for yeah. any period. Saying, Guy, how do you not get punched in the face on a regular basis? Yeah. Uh, charming, Dave. I'm telling you now, if you mess with my cup of coffee at work, I would slap you. I really would. Pan. Your first ever white rubbish. White rubbish. Um, I have to say the M25. <laughs> Curious choice for Birmingham based radio station, but let's go, come on! What's a motorway when you use buses on this show? <laughs> Sorry, you kind of what? put me on the spot, and I was just like, what's been rubbish to me this week? Oh, the M25, because I was stuck on it for like two hours. Wasn't the oh. M1 closed for some point? But I haven't driven on the M1, so it's fine, <laughs> don't care. So, why the M25? Is it particularly bad? I don't Experience. think it was particularly bad. It's just the fact that it's just no one moves. Everyone's got to move at temporary speed limits. Yes. It's all clogged up. It's the M twenty four M twenty five car park. Yes, Did you have no travel suites to alleviate your pain. Uh, I had the radio on, and so it was just like singing karaoke. Carpool karaoke. At any point, did you really need the toilet in a position where there was no nearby toilet? Because I've been there. Fortunately, no. Whilst holding an empty bottle of Pellegrino. <laughs> I, I have had to pee in a bottle in the car before, which is a challenge, I'll tell you that for a fact. I've, I've like got out of my car with migraines before, just because I've refused to do that. <laughs> I was gonna... That's what killed Francis Bacon. What, peeing with... in a bottle? No, not refu- <laughs> no. refusing to pee, his bladder burst. And, well, no, uh, just... and he was a great man. Yeah. Well, no, you just pull over into the uh, hard left lane, and then just get out, and just go... Yeah, but everybody, back in. everybody knows what you're doing there, and they're like, oh, yeah, I know, but slash. Like, you have well, to, you have to own up to it. Like, you have it. to just own it. <laughs> you just, in that situation, you just gotta own it and just accept stand your on the fate. side of the road with like turned in front of the cars, like. <laughs> 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 but you didn't see it. But you see this today. Yeah. Start aiming at the car. That's it, guy. Your statement is exactly why you weren't allowed in my car on the trip down to Southampton. And this is a public service announcement. Never pick up the iron bottles of iron brew from the side of the room. <laughs> Just a free one. I need a drink. Oh, there's some bottles now. That's... <laughs> it. If, if that's the colour of your pee, seek help. Have you met truck drivers, David? <laughs> they don't have the healthiest of diets. Nice little bottle of Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I can never drink Mountain Dew again. <laughs> Go on then. Naked attraction. Oh my god, yeah. Honestly. Anna this... Richardson deserves better. She's actually a very good presenter. <laughs> this is the most <laughs> disgusting piece of television ever. I don't want to see <laughs> other people naked on TV trying to find a date. Uh, we were watching at your house the other day, and it was an old man 
and a man who looked like a testicle <laughs> who just literally <laughs> kept eyeing up the woman and she was like <laughs> boobs <laughs> boobs well, and it was she like she handed vaginal moms and that's all that was genuinely drawing his like, he looked like a thumb I was like, what am I watching? It's this just atrocious that this it's, is allowed on TV. It, it was so shallow as well. And do you know what? Mm. I, I could tell he was like one of those gym bunnies whose entire life is the gym. There is yeah. nothing else that exists. Do you know what he looked like? He looked like Ross Kemp. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? She chose him. It's kind of like, honestly, look, you want to go on a date with a Mitchell brother? Yeah, Ross, Ross Kemp on dongs. There was this really funny <laughs> moment last week when Chrissy Teigen, the supermodel and yeah. uh, wife of John Legend, she was in the UK for some work or something and she was watching British TV in her hotel room and she was literally just she was live tweeting she was like I'm watching this thing on, on British TV called Naked Attraction she's like it's just boobs and willies and she was like completely baffled by it it was hilarious and then, and then everyone was like oh you should watch Come Dine With Me I, I enjoyed her I think it was a video on Instagram of uh, she'd ordered room service and she's got this little video of her having to like change the channel and pretend she was watching something normal <laughs> so she could accept the room service <laughs> <laughs> like no no I was just watching this very interesting documentary actually it is the most voyeuristic show that's been on TV for such a long Definitely. time I think that yeah. the, the way that they like managed to set it to channel 4 was oh it's like breaking down all these sort of prudish barriers it's really like body positive and all that it's like no no it's just willies yeah <laughs> do you know what offends me the most about it as well it's kind of like it, teenage boys are obviously going to watch that and when I was a teenage boy and um, you know we probably wanted, it's, it's, you it's, had yeah. Euro you had Euro trash you had Euro trash but this any, anywhere near Euro trash you know? at least with Euro trash you got some great library music and a voiceover yeah oh, <laughs> the, oh the night oh my god that voiceover was the, vo- the, the, the ladies anyway. voiceover was just no hilarious. it's the voices yeah you're right love fighting it was like, oh, oh, great. in Germany we heard you this naked body painting and I've got my willy out hello yeah. there chap you were right it's always it. accents like that yeah. yeah you say it when you were a teenager and mentally aren't you still about 12 and that's why I still crave Euro trash but I mean at the end of the day if you're going to watch naked attraction just go on Pornhub instead it's a lot more entertaining <laughs> and also it's like Channel 4 does actually already have the greatest dating show of all time First Dates yes. it's yeah. a genuinely not Street Mate not the return of Street Mate oh with Scarlett Moffat mm. it's not the same no. it's she not needs the work. same it's not the same as Davina McCall in her like baggy cargo trousers in yes. the 90s it doesn't work when people have mobile phones yeah it's like we've, um, we've got yeah. Tinder that is we've got we've already got like five apps I, I know exactly who is single in the local area and I ain't swiping right on any of these boys yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and anyone who would like be open to just being approached on the street I probably wouldn't want to go out with um, but yeah no, uh, so yeah uh, if you want to be if you want to be voyeuristic and, and watch you know a genuinely brilliant dating show I would say first dates but yeah Naked Attraction I'm amazed I'm amazed you just want that Fred. they managed to move uh, what you just like Fred don't you I don't I don't want the st- I don't want it to be about the staff I don't want the make D to become a, a media personality because all the time they waste on having the staff with a little, you know, friendly, savage banter. It's like, no, no, no. Just, you, you, you could fit in another couple. Well, didn't you have the, like, the ultimate rejection of that one poor waiter, though, who's still there? Oh, that poor bloke, yeah. Oh. He, tried to, he was clearly, yes. clearly really into one of the waitresses and spent, like, the whole season and then asked her out on a date and she was just And, you could just, and you could she laughed at you. The producer's evil glee, like, oh, we think she really likes you, mate. You should totally oh, Wow. Go for it, yeah. Do you know what? Just crushing rejection. I'm going to adapt my why it's rubbish. Channel 4 is why it's rubbish. <laughs> Apart from the undateables. 
I think the problem with Channel 4 is they used to be subversive and edgy and then they and lost it for a long time. And now they're like, oh, we need to get back to being subversive and edgy because that's what we were supposed to be about. It's and like, it comes when you have it's, that it's mate exploitative, not subversive. Mm. As I said, it's voyeuristic and it's verging on porn. No, they're the television version of like that mate you had at university who was like, you know, thought they were a bit wild and crazy and were doing mad things. And now they're 35 and they're still going, way, who wants, what, who wants to watch me, you know, leap off this bridge? And they're just like, all right. When I'm you were 21, it was great. Now it's just sad. Stop it. Like, it's that, that's what it is. It's, you know? it's the person who wants to be known as a nickname at university. Oh, you can't yeah. call them their normal name. Yeah. you got to call them a nickname like Zamo Saz. Or, or Saz or something like that. You just can't be a normal person. Do you know what? One born every minute? I don't care. No. I'm done. You have to be one born every minute to watch Naked Attraction. Terrible fun. It's where we usually finish it. I'm talking of finishing things. Time for the show to end. <laughs> I know that was you watching Naked Attraction. <laughs> anyway, it's pretty much it for this week. <laughs> George, where can we find you online? You can find me at www.caramellattekiss.com. Uh, I'm also caramellattekiss on pretty much all the social medias. Uh, one L on Twitter, two Ls everywhere else. Callum? I was hoping you wouldn't go for me next because I can't actually remember my social media It's the new guy. We're all going to have to learn it's it. Right. Uh, Phil, uh, Phil uh, will uh, just steal this for a chance to give his. Like, you can find Callum at Phil. <laughs> 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 you can find Callum's work at Phil. <laughs> Dave, where can we find you? Uh, Ace is an armor on Instagram, Facebook, uh, tw- Twitter. I'm at dwit3187. Go on then. I can tell you've been waiting for this all show. Find me on Twitter at. Verified. <laughs> Philip underscore Ellis. That's Philip with one L, Ellis with two. Look for the ginger man in the blue suit with the blue tick. Cool. I can make you a little headband with like, you know, like the Sims and the plum bobs. But with like <laughs> a yeah, on a yeah. spring with your, your Twitter verified tick above you. Uh, vinyl Guy H on Instagram. Yeah. Guy underscore Halford on Twitter. Then you can see all the. The money I spend on <laughs> how much money again? Oh, 143 pounds. On whom? Oh. I can't even pronounce it. Takako Mamiya. Some J pop stuff. Yes. Takako Mamiya, probably. Probably, yes. yes. That's where you can find me. Callan, uh, I remembered where you exist online. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at, at Callan, that's K A L L E N underscore Danes, D A Y N E S. On Instagram, that's at Callan Danes, all one word. That's K A L K A L E N D A Y N E S. Scatman Callan. And <laughs> at CallanDanesAudio.co.uk, I think. But it'll come up if there. It's just WordPress. Just put your name into Google. Yeah, basically. Yes. I, I, I've, I've been narcissistic enough to search it, and if you Google me, I come up. We've all seen that. Moving on. <laughs> You can find me. Go on then. Stuck in a cling film wrapped up car. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me online at Ryan Parish, no underscore, at Brummyormand, which I'm sad now because MasterChef's finished, so I can't live tweet that anymore. But I'm still live tweeting Great British Bake Off. Can you start live tweeting University Challenge? No. It's not really on brand, is it? <laughs> it's not really food, is it? But it's good. <laughs> I, they I, have I used to live tweet University Challenge saying, like, very rarely, like, who, which of them I would sleep with. I, I knew would... that was going to be what you were going to do. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be, like, once every two months. Was it, was it Pinkman? Come on. Who? Was it Pinkman? 
Pinkman? I don't know. Uh, was it Pinkman? Who's the one who was on University Challenge and now has his own TV series? No idea. Bunkman. Monkman. Monkman. Yeah, Monkman. Monkman. Maybe. The world's worst superhero name. Monkman. <laughs> you've always got the types on, on University Challenge. So you've got like the resident cool dude. You've got the, the compulsory female. You've got the mega nerd. And then you've got like the curious geek. So this is like someone who is... They're, they're different, you know. They're, they're, they're like the educated, smart, different one. So you've always got that force. Well, they're all educated guys. But then you've, got that, you've got that one who's like, yeah, like kind he's of got the point. really, really high up degree. And it's like the strip. And they're the one that like, they, they, they basically answer everything and the others are just there to like fill chairs. Yeah, they bring, yes. the, yeah. They bring the buzzer. And then <laughs> they're all like, <laughs> we need five, otherwise we don't qualify as a team. So yeah. It's like you answer everything and we'll help you out what in, the, I love, in the pop though, round. What I love on Universal Challenges is when they're all so, so bright, but none of them know like who Mark Zuckerberg or like, the Ed music Geller. round. Yeah, yeah, yes. it's like anything to do with like pop music, a film that came out in the last 20 Classical years. music, yes, they're they, always they didn't, they didn't even know like things about Facebook, like Mark, uh, oh, what, um, Mark Zuckerberg founded what company? And they were like, Microsoft? I think like, my favourite one I ever saw of that was who was Russell Brand's ex-wife. Katy Perry. And it was all like... What? Miriam Margulies? We don't know. Like, <laughs> Miriam Margulies used to, well, was on University Challenge was back she? in the day. She was, yeah. I always How love, do I know that? I don't know. I always I always love as well, occasionally to mix it up a little bit, you get a mature student chucked in the mix oh, as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just that always reminds me of like, um, it's like uh, on uh, Not Another Teen Movie where they have like the Never Been Kissed character, <laughs> Doris, who's like 80. <laughs> uh, talking about Never Been Kissed film, we I want to challenge you to go back to uni to find Bran Stark in a Never Been Kissed So we haven't covered like this that. yet. Bran Stark, a.k.a. whatever the actor's name is, um, <laughs> <laughs> is, now a, is now a fresher and at Birmingham, uni, University of Birmingham. And an online magazine tweeted out his university email address with it completely unfiltered. Oh, really? oh, oh, that's not that's a not cool thing. I, I want to say Isaac Hempstead Wright. Yeah, yes. that sounds about right, doesn't it? But they tweeted out his university email. Work out university emails. But still, I, I would be yeah, like, yeah. no, I'm having brand.stark at BCU. Great-eyed Raven. Who doesn't need email? He knows exactly what's going on. like someone's trying to contact me. For a man who looks like he's escaped from Wii Sports, I'm sure he's going to do well. It gets worse though, because not only did they in the article did they put out his university email address, they also said which halls he's staying in. He's staying in. Well, I'm not going to repeat it, but no, that's right. That man is still spinking outside the door. No, I just thought it was really funny because Teen Vogue picked up the story and I was like Birmingham is being written about in Teen Vogue it's hilarious don't you write for Teen Vogue I, it wasn't me I was, I was annoyed I was like you, you guys know I live in Birmingham right? I could do this story for you like come on you know, give me some cheddar it was like Left Belfield will just give you the uh, back to basic stuff but um, I mean, but you know he's the, co- the coffee house fluff pieces yes, <laughs> but you know when he's going out in the pool that lad is going fine he's going to have no issues whatsoever I want to see my, my one-eyed raven <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> the legs might work, but something else does. <laughs> oh, am I, I, oh. What are we supposed to be doing again? Oh yeah, goodbye. <laughs> I think that's a point—a good point on which just to leave and never come back. <laughs> We're sorry, Brown Stark. Where can you find us all online, Phil? Like yourself this week. Uh, you can find us at Geeky Brummy on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, on J Day, Tinder, Friends United, Plenty of Fish, Birmingham Mail Classified, Christian Mingle. Um, oh, J Swipe. Um, <laughs> uh, Reddit. 
Etsy. Standing Rotten. outside, com, standing outside the ball ring in MB2020. Oh, <laughs> I'm joking. AOL Messenger. <laughs> Tentaclepawn.com. ICQ. Naked Attraction. Red Tube. X Tube. Uh, uh, X Hamster. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm running out of. I'm running. I'm running out of things now. Yeah. yeah you're running out of the bookmarks in your head. The pirate. <laughs> Evo, the pirate Bay. Gumtree. Pirate, pirate Bay. Lime Wire. Lime Wire. Lime Wire. Neopets. Pitchfork Media. <laughs> oh, and YouTube. Yeah. Don't forget we've got a YouTube channel. Oh, we actually do have a YouTube channel, yeah. And yeah, we've got some out. really good stuff on there. Ajax video will be coming soon. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell all your friends, comment, let us Give know. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. It helps other people find the podcast. Yes. yes. And thanks very much for listening. Thank Bye, you. everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our high-quality podcast. If you like what we do, you can support us by visiting patreon.com forward slash Brum Radio.